Hello, hello, welcome everyone to another Draft Frames episode. Wow, you guys are both anim... Is this like... Code did the... He did a Zoolander stare uh, while he was cleaning his glasses. We got the finger guns for Zeke. We need to have more guests. I, I'm a little nervous. We got, we got a guest on the show. I'm a little nervous, you know? It's good. It's good. We, we got the, we, there's, there's wait, 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 wait. Nice. That's not nice. bad. Not, not bad. Pretty good. Did you have to? Did you have to warn the guests today? Like you have to warn people when about you, like yeah about you. My dogs yes. are jumpers. They they'll jump on you. They just want to. They just want to smell you a little. They're okay. just really excited. We'll calm uh, down after a little bit. <laughs> I just like that uh, we were doing sound tests. That's why we we're a little bit late to the show. Uh, the two times that the guest rejoined Zeke, like seconds before, decides now's the time. It just burst into a random. T- <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. And, and she joins, and I'm just like, "Oh God!" Yeah. <laughs> for for her, it must have felt like she was entering like three different calls with like yeah. the same people that took oh, place at yeah. different times. So bad. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> maybe we'll share one day what those were. Uh, but maybe two of them, day. I can't. I don't think Zeke wants us to share. Not because they're bad, but because they are secretive. To secrets. People. Yeah, they're secrets. Yes. So, yes. Secrets. We shall, yes. We shall not you will share. find out. Yes. We will not <laughs> share. Anyways, uh, plan is we got two and a half hours, two ish, two and a half hours uh, with us, and then uh, Carrie Patel from Avowed will be joining us. She's the game director over there at Obsidian on Avowed. She'll be joining us for the last 30 minutes of the show, and so we'll try to sneak in uh, as much as we can. There's actually a, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we didn't do a show last week. That was the week that, uh, I guess, let's just start with the the Twitch streamer payout uh, program adjustments, um, which kind of a weird thing how they, they did this in the blog. I think, I don't know, may, maybe I'm just... I'm old and jaded. Let's just get it out there. Uh, because this entire thing felt like a way for them to just sneak in regional prime pricing. Uh, and like, not that many people were really talking about it. Um, when it's going to be like a like compliment a, sandwich. It re- yeah. You know, like, thank you. You, Zeke, you, you beat the, me to it. Yeah, you say the beat good thing it. and then the bad thing and then what? Another little good thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so the, the things that they put in here, uh, they're expanding the partner plus program to give streamers access to increased net revenue shares on paid and gifted subs. They're eliminating the hundred thousand cap for 70, 30 net revenue share recipients, which that is a very positive thing. I think that was something that a lot of people were kind of down on, uh, in our, in our social spheres. Um, and then the third and quite possibly the biggest change uh, that people will, I guess, find out in June, I think, is when this is hitting, is they are changing the Prime Gaming subscription payout model to be a fixed and rate for each country. For the first time in history, a, a well, in the history of Prime subs, yeah, uh, a Twitch Prime sub will no longer be worth a normal sub. Yes. Anywhere. So they, they are starting the the machine up that will eventually slowly over time strongly devalue prime subs, yeah. which to be clear, we've all say has been coming for years. <laughs> so this isn't, this isn't new. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the first kind of hack they're taking at it is regionally, 
which is an easy win. That's low-hanging fruit for global money-saving mechanisms like prime subs. So you just make everything regional. Immediately, that's going to put huge cuts in the program. But on top of that, if you look at, say, the uh, United States value of a prime sub, yeah, even that's dropping. So even the places where theoretically it should be the most, like it should be fine, the news here is that the, the ceiling, how much a prime sub can be worth, is being reduced by over 10%. Yeah. So it's, or wait, just under 10%? What's, what's 25 cents of 250? I'm I'm bad at math. I'm not yeah, anyway, fucking it, doing math on this. Five percent? It's ten percent. You're right. Is it ten percent? Oh, it is ten percent. Twenty five to fifty. Yeah. I'm I'm an idiot. But anyway, they're dropping exactly. the value of prime prime subs hard by ten percent, and then further depending on where you are regionally. And yeah. there are some cases where if you are a regional streamer to some of these areas, and you have and your primary subs consist of those regional s- subs, yeah. Like, your your stuff could drop by like fifty to eighty percent. Like if you stream in, you know, uh, if you are a big streamer out of, I mean, Turkey's Turkey, the one that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, you have a thou- five thousand subs in Turkey because you know you only speak Turkish, and that is what is that's the subs you got. Well, your prime sub is going to take a nosedive. Your entire income is going to take a nosedive. Yeah, um, depending on that. So now, granted, if I'm not mistaken here, JP, and help me out here. They already did a regional pricing adjustment at some point. Was that on for normal regular subs? subs? That was yes. normal subs. On, okay. okay. Uh, on this is the like first. They're up. moving that over to prime subs. Yep. yep. Man, I tell you, they should have done the prime sub stuff then, and it would have been like a big Band-Aid, and I think it would have been a lot smoother, to be honest. But see, here's, here's the big thing. Here's the big thing. When they released these three guidelines, so many people came to me and were like, hey, Co, did you see the news from Twitch? Pretty good, right? You guys hear that? Yeah, it's something right above me. I'll go deal with that in a second. Oh, okay. Um, I thought yeah, that was sorry, that's me. That's I thought me. you were just no, like apparently, apparently on someone desk. someone has decided that a, a chair needs to be moved right above my head, so I'll go deal with that in a second. <laughs> Let me get this thought out real quick. If you look at so so many people came to me and said, Hey, did you see the update from Twitch? Really good stuff, right? Yeah. And and I and I don't mean like one person did that. I mean like fifteen to twenty people. Sure, over the course yeah, of the yeah. day when it came out. Like, hey, what's code think about these good new changes? What's code think about these? So let me let me make this clear. Um, there is no real good news in that article at all. The hundred K cap. No. You don't think that is? Not even that. Why's that? And let me tell you why. Please. Because they made that problem. You sure. can't count that. You can't well, say it's okay, good yeah. news. You can't say they're delivering good oh. news when they're just removing something they put in that is like true, that's not yeah. that's not good news that's them literally creating the problem and then solving it and being like look what we did we're great we no we it's, took, it's you know like you very, can't uh, yeah it's mafia yeah, no it's mafia style it's, it's very like, mafia style hey, that's right you got a nice uh, you got a nice shop here be a shame uh, if someone uh would come in here with it, baseball it's, bats and it's break very it similar maybe you pay us for protection oh, no exact same thing we're never getting another news. twitch <laughs> i never again but it's the exact same it's the exact same thing with the affiliate the new stuff for the affiliate and stuff like that it's like cool it's easier for them but it didn't exist before you put limitations on it recently. Sure. So it's yeah. like it's like yeah, this is kind of like this is kind of good news, but it just makes it a little better than the bad news you gave us months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's it's, it's really strange. It's really strange to me. Plus program is bad. 
because we wouldn't need the Partner Plus program if they had just not put all these limitations in, in the first place. The whole part, the whole purpose of the Partner Plus program, like they is they the are problem, they yeah. are they are creating this thing because they didn't give everyone what they wanted back in the day. Instead, they were way heavy with it, and now they're kind of slowly going back to where it was. Except we're not even back to where it was, and they're like, you know, hey, look at us, we're doing well. And it's like, uh, like the the problem the problem here is. This would be a totally different thing if this wasn't supposed to be out there as a whim. Like, it's one thing to have a conversation with your community and they're like, hey, we know we screwed up at the beginning. We're working towards a place that we can both be happy. Here are some more concessions to try to get us there. Like, here, we're, we're, we're working with you to try to make this better. But instead, we kind of have this big, like, thing that came out. And, and what, was, what was this in response to? These three things were in response to bad news, if I remember properly. Or this was right after the layoffs. Right after the layoffs, exactly. It was about so this a is, week after their, they announced they were laying This is their, their, their layoff their staff, PR recovery yeah. program, and they're, they're using it for that. And it's like, I, it's just, it just again, the more, the more you look into it, the more it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It just feels kind of corpo and weird, and the timing is, is super advantageous, and, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. just, yeah. So to answer the question that I kept getting asking, hey, how do I feel about the thing? It's kind of like, I'm really not good. Like the prime stuff is going to be a cut across the board. Yep. Um, yeah, the hundred K cap thing off is great, but I mean, they put that in themselves a few months ago and it was absolutely ridiculous when they put it in like mind numbing that hundred K cap. For those that don't know that hundred K cap thing was mind numbingly ridiculous. Um, it literally incentivized people to not work hard on their platform that were doing the best. Right. So yeah. like it, it was like the whole premise of that hundred K thing was mind numbingly bad. And then, uh, so reversing it is, Kind of, like it makes me wonder if they put that hundred K cap in just so they could remove it later. <laughs> I mean, can you not? Imagine, I can you being, not? imagine being like, like going to your doctor is like, well, you know that lung we removed on accident last time. We put that back. What? No, thank you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sort sort of. Yeah, kind of. Where's the credit here? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's um it's just it's just a weird it's a weird situation. So. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. And here's and here's the thing: as people as people know, you know, I like giving Twitch credit when they win. I love giving Twitch credit when they win. It's great. I just don't feel like anything in here is a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I it's just I think people are <clears throat> come June. It's going to be a pretty significant hit uh, that I think actually went a little bit under discussed as well when they did normal sub pricing re to regional like that was a pretty significant hit uh to streamer income but it didn't really pop up a conversation at all um so it's one of the reasons though they delay this stuff and they announce it early they announce it early so, so you the, forget about that the bad pr will kind of die down and then it will quietly get activated behind the scenes and they won't promote that yeah. And that way there won't be a big alarm bell situation because it's not like an MMO releasing of the servers turn on and everyone's hyped. You know, it's like it's just going to be this slow trickle of yeah. people slowly realizing over months period of time, like, wait, I'm earning a lot less for the same amount. Yeah. Like, and, and because it's not going to be like a big explosion, they're counting on it not being a big deal. Yeah. So I, it's, I also it's wonder, smart, I, I'm I really guess. curious if we will... I don't think we're going to, and I don't, I'm 99% sure this doesn't exist now. Feel free to correct me. I wonder if we'll get a list of where our prime subs are from and the breakdown you know, of like, I wanted to say you can do that already. I, I think you can I was do that with sure your normal you subs now. Can't you? I'm not sure. Let me see. Yeah. But by all means, please, I'm uh, pretty sure you can do that with your own. 
Uh, if not, I almost feel like there's legal reasons they need to make that a thing. That they should, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, if, when, when you're getting paid and your income is reliant on that stuff, like, there there has to be, like, that. It, it's almost, it's weird thinking that two people could have the exact same amount of subs and be receiving different amounts of money for them and not be told why. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That there's things about that that feel illegal. <laughs> sure. no, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious. Absolutely. Yeah. It it's also like it, it's like hiding in, it's it, there's there's laws about hiding information pertinent to your income that normal businesses have. There's so also I'm, like I'm wondering the, if there's stuff like that. Uh <clears throat> it's very streamer centric conversations. We'll move on in just a sec, but yeah. uh it's also Thanks for weird. being with us guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's also weird because I, I think back in the day, streamers, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for everyone, but people would go around and be like, oh, they have X many subs. They're generally making about this much a month. That's oh, yeah. cool. Good for them. Now you, now you just, who knows? They do that. Like it depends on how many subs they have in different regions. Um, and it's soon going to matter if they're prime or not. Yeah. Like, it, there's going to be, there's going to be like, this well, you also, the list language questions. they speak is going to be important too. Yeah. You also start to think, Regional. uh, yeah, that's absolutely. what I mean. Regional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would also say for any streamers that are looking to do a subathon, do it before June because the earnings are going to be a lot less for those subathons uh, after this hits. Especially oh, wow. if uh, you know you get someone from Turkey, for example. <laughs> type feel. The answer. To answer the question, chat is Co okay? He sounds very frustrated. I'm just passionate about this stuff. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm I, I mean, this, this, this is a platform that I have devoted the last ten years of my life to. So, like I said earlier, I love when they win, and I love when they do things that that rise all boats, including their own. But at the same time, when they do things that are not necessarily wins, we talk about it, we dissect it, we're critical about it. Yeah, that's how we are about all that stuff. So, yeah. No, am I frustrated? <laughs> not really. I mean, a lot of this stuff we kind of know is coming. Like we, and, and we even also, to be clear, we know the direction it's going. So like I, like I've said multiple times, this stuff we're seeing with the prime stuff, this is step one. Like nobody should be surprised when we see these numbers go lower or when we see them change to a different system entirely. Um, I'm still fully convinced that, that having Amazon prime is eventually going to lead to a percent off of a normal sub. Mm. It's not going to be prime subs. I think that's on the way. Um, I, but yeah, that might earn them less than the regional stuff, to be honest, or, or sorry, might cost. Oh, them I think more. it'd just be a re- regional discount oh yeah regional discount sure yeah yeah that would probably be the way nope. to do it but my, my point is, is that curious twitch needs to make money we know they're not we understand that they need to do things to get to making money but this is that magic time where they need to do it right like they like this this twitch right now is in one of the most tumultuous positions it can be in because it's got thousands hundreds of thousands of people that visit it and love it every day tens of thousands of people where their jobs are dependent on it and they have to make really tough decisions and they have to make more money from this point moving forward. So things have to change. And this is like one of the most important times of this company's existence and yeah. how they're going to do this. Yeah. Um, okay. We've all, uh, or if you've been paying attention, you've heard about the profitability and stuff like that and how YouTube wasn't profitable to blah, blah, blah. And Twitch isn't profitable, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Does that now... <clears throat> Color me stupid, but does that mean what I like exactly what I think it means? Like they're not making any money. I don't know what that like what it means what, is that yeah. just like any company, they are pouring millions of dollars into themselves. 
to for PR, for hiring, for all sorts of things. Okay. They, they are spending more money than they are bringing in. Is that the viewer's fault? Not necessarily. Is that the streamer's fault? Not necessarily. Could this just mean that they spent too much money on things that didn't bring money back in? Could absolutely mean that. Did they overhire? Obviously, because they're having this is like their second major round of layoffs. So they were they were spending more money on people than they were supposed to. They've cut entire departments, which means that they were spending money in areas that weren't advantageous to them, at least they don't feel like now. And when Amazon bought them, as some ex Twitch employees have told me. Amazon bought them and basically moved in their entire way of how a company is run thinking. Now, granted, Twitch was able to retain a lot of it, but Amazon brought in all of its over corpo overhead, which is very expensive <laughs> into the Twitch sphere. So that also costs a lot of money. So the, the short of it is right now, as Dan Clancy has said on his stream, um, Twitch, the amount of money that is made from viewers and streamers is not equaling the amount of money they spend running the company as of now. And they're doing all sorts of things to try to fix that. The layoffs were trying to fix that. The big push of ads in the last three plus years have been a reason for that. All this stuff we're seeing with the 50-50 split and Partner Plus and now the regional pricing with Prime Subs. All this stuff is to try to get them to make more money. Um, so they can hopefully one day say, hey, we made a dollar this year <laughs> or something. At least didn't yeah. throw money away. Yeah. Which is, uh, but and to be clear, when Amazon bought Twitch, they didn't buy Twitch because Twitch was profitable. They bought Twitch because they saw ways that they could use Twitch to make more money for Amazon and hopefully one day have Twitch become self-sufficient because they saw it was heading in a trend. It was going somewhere that it wasn't there yet. So now we're in that pipeline. We're going somewhere to hopefully be profitable. Um, you know, we'll just see no, we get there. I didn't bring that up to like, like uh, naysay or like the sky is falling, the sky is falling, but like, because that's a trend. That's a, that's a thing for most like big companies that are profitable now like youtube yeah. was not profitable for many years uh i think amazon themselves weren't profitable for the first however many yeah and so like that's that's not uncommon and also and like there's there's banter common. going around about tax breaks like you spend more you get more tax breaks something like that yeah like i don't and know how true that is but for the record twitch is not twitch did not buy Amazon did not buy Twitch to, well, I mean, maybe there's some weird back-end reason, but they've never been public about using Twitch as an ad break or money pit, as you would call a company that is, yeah, that's not really yeah. a thing. Right. That's, that was a weird thing that was being pushed around a while back, but it doesn't make any sense if you really think about it. So they want Twitch to succeed. That's why they're driving it into the ground from a PR perspective in some ways to try to get it there. Yeah. They are very much looking to make Twitch profitable. And for the people in chat saying Twitch is making money, that's ridiculous. Of course Twitch is making money but they're also spending a huge amount of money. And those are the two numbers that aren't adding up. Twitch is, of course, making money, um, obviously, but but they're also spending a giant amount every single month, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, picture, picture it like this. Like, this is, this is how it came together in my head. It's like, okay, you start uh, like a mom and pop uh, donut shop or something like that, and then it becomes, it becomes popular and you want to buy another donut shop. For the next couple of years, you will not be profitable because you still owe on that don the next donut shop you bought. Yeah. So that's also kind of what sure. another I'm, big thing that is that together. is super erroneous. And this is one of those things that you hear over and over again. But it well, Twitch, you know, Twitch should be profitable because Amazon owns Twitch and they're using Amazon servers. Yeah, but you realize that Amazon doesn't care that Twitch uses something that Amazon owns. They still have to account for all the resources that they're using. 
So when Twitch is using servers that Amazon owns, even though Amazon also owns Twitch, that's still a deficit to Twitch. Twitch is still costing Amazon, the company, the servers that are being used for Twitch and not to be sold to other people for other services. So this idea where it's like, oh, Amazon bought Twitch, so now they can just, you know, run everything on AWS and that'll save money on Twitch. No, it's not. <laughs> it's still going to cost. It's still cost. Yeah. Say, it still costs something. It's still using resources. It's still pumping out all this video. So, you know, and, and, and that cost is, of course, Amazon is thinking about how much resources Twitch uses and how they could be using those for other things. So it, yeah, it's, it's a very strange, whenever I see that argument, it's kind of like, no, like it's because Amazon owns Twitch and their own servers yeah, does it's not, not just, mean that not all of a sudden free. that zeros out the cost of the servers. Yeah. That's not how that works at all. Still if anything, that sheet. just means, that just means John Bezos is going to be knocking on Twitch's door and say, Hey, you're using all of this AWS bandwidth and throughput yet. You're not making me a lot of money that needs to change <laughs> like that. If yeah. anything, you know that we need to do something about this. So, cause you're using my resources. Yeah. But yep. yeah. Yeah. John Bezos, that's Jeff's brother. That's everyone knows that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I apologize for uh, anyone to anyone who I made crave donuts. I apologize. Ooh. Is, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What are we talking? What's y'all's favorite donut? What are we doing here? Let's get a little Ooh. palate cleanser. What's the go-to donut? The goat. Okay. The goat donut. I have the, the goat donut for me is, is uh very specific. It's, it has to be fresh like okay. i'm talking like within a few minutes out the oven glazed crispy cream crispy cream like, there is no other donut that yes. is like warm fresh out warm. the oven yep. however if you're talking about just the donut itself just like non-specific donut yeah i love a good cruller like the tractor tire ones yeah. those look like, they yeah. look like tractor yeah. tires more oh, room crullers for, uh, and they're, they're so glazy oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. good. those are good uh, you know you know that was the big thing for crullers that was the thing they made them so they have more surface areas and get more glaze in them. Oh, sweeter and that better. Makes sense. Oh, so good. That makes sense. so good. Crellers I recently, so good. like in the last couple of years, got introduced to um, cronuts. Oh, only yeah. one place. Donuts, only yeah. one place in town makes cronuts, which is a croissant and a donut mix. Oh, that's, I mean, I thought a cronut was a cake donut, a croissant donut. Okay, wait. Yeah, a croissant donut. Because if you ever like, the, you could see like the flaky like layers in it and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it was crazy how good it was because there's only one place in town that i can get them from and i was like i've never tried a cronut and Dude. i bit into it i was like they're what dangerous. the fuck they're dangerous this, this black magic that you're putting in my mouth how I have i never it? heard of these they're great yeah. you gotta get them however they're about 550 a piece 550 calories a piece. Yeah. so <laughs> what, what's like what's a yeah calorie? <laughs> Yeah. Don't have a lot of them. You got to be careful about the okay. calories for sure. Yeah, I had no uh, idea about cronuts. Yeah, my never my brand cronuts. loyalty there, Zeke. Growing up in South Texas, is Shipley's Donuts. I don't know if you've ever had that before. Sure, but that's no. That's where I've been. It's, it's old Shipley's. Um, they do. Uh, oh God, now I'm blanking on the term. They do kolaches, if you know what that is, which is not really. It's not a donut at all, but it, they use the donut batter. It's like a pig in a blanket type deal, but oh, like, nice, but okay. fancier. Yeah, okay. that's where I go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Round Rock Donuts is obviously like a, a staple in North Texas, but those are like yeah. you don't want to eat those every day. <laughs> hey, you're those ready? are like I'm gonna piss off. Those are like 1,500 calories a donut. You got to be careful. Yeah. All right, ready? I'm gonna piss off an entire country. Okay, let's do it. Oh, I went to good. Timmy's. Oh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Tim Hortons, Tim. I don't know if that'll piss him off. I think Tim Hortons is just like the safe, right? Like it is. It really is. It's like the McDonald's. I don't, I don't of know if anybody's gonna defend it like they defend In and Out or something like that. I don't, yeah. I don't know about. I don't know about that. Yeah. I was gonna say if you, you you walk around here and you're like, man, I love McDonald's. People kind of like, Ugh. Uh, maybe McDonald's say, is like, safe. I, I have that's that you. Yeah, I can go to any McDonald's anywhere in the U.S. and pretty much know what I'm gonna get. That's how I feel oh, about yeah. McDonald's. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Pretty much anywhere. Period. I mean, f- I went to McDonald's in Japan. That's probably great. while there are added items to the menu, and it's not all exactly the same, those motherfucking fries are exactly the same. Yeah. And that's why people keep coming back to McDonald's, because the burgers, if you like like fast food burgers, their burgers are good. Yeah. But their fries. Their fries are good. They're tasty. Anyways, let's talk about some other game-related stuff. Uh, Where do we want to go? There's been a decent amount of stuff. Uh, Zeke, I'm actually... Let's just just open this up. Suicide Squad. Have you played it, Zeke? Oh. Did you jump into that at all? Do you have any... No, I've been... Like, I just got done with CD-ROM-A-Thon, so I wasn't playing anything but CD-ROM games. Okay. Uh, In my off time, I was playing uh, Power World. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Co and I both did sponsored streams for it. I finished the single player. I don't think, just judging by what I saw on your Steam playtime, you did not go back to it after said sponsored stream, right? Nope. No plans I, at, at all. Well, no. the The problem is, I have multiple giant open ended games I'm playing currently. Sure. So, like, I'm not really trying to jam in more. Yeah. Like, I've got, I've, I've actually got a Alder Skate Three Honor Mode run that I just at the goblin camp like you know it's actually cruising along um and then i've and then like a dragon infinite wealth you could you could like luke and his tauntaun you could you know cut open and live in for five years if you wanted to (laughs) uh so that's that's been a thing but no going back to to suicide squad i definitely got a bit um influenced by twitter before i came into this game with a negative opinion i heard Net very a very negative opinion. Sure. Actually, uh, I saw that there were a lot of issues with the review keys, and not all of them favorable. Um, I saw a whole like a lot of UI stuff, a lot of oh, just a whole bunch of complaints, whole bunch of complaints. So when I was originally supposed to when I when I heard about the sponsorship, I originally was like, eh, you know, I'm kind of lukewarm on this, and they were like, well, the devs want you to play with like Sackerel and Dan and Chelsea Bites, and I was like, oh, you know, I've never met her, and I love those guys, so sure, let's do it. Then funny enough, there was this whole big scheduling thing where I was not able to play with them. I ended up having to play solo. Oh. So I did my, my two-hour stream solo, and it let me just kind of focus on the game and what it was. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I don't think I, it's I that left, bad. I left with much better feelings about it than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like a mess. I thought it was going to be a mess. I thought it was going to be a huge, you know, like problematic. I thought every single line of dialogue was going to be eye in, roll inducing and not funny. Um, I was, ex- you know, uh, just, I had, I was expecting to have a bad time, put it bluntly, especially since I was playing solo. When they told me I was having to play this solo, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, I was really hoping to play, like I said yes to play with my buds, but you know, okay, that's fine. Um, but sure enough, no, if I was not, if I didn't have two other open-ended playthroughs right now, I'd probably play some more of it. It's now granted, I do need to make clear. I only played it for two hours and I did not get to the itemization or the mission structure, which mm. I've heard 
are two like well, it's, pretty yeah not great points so I, but what i did play yeah, it's a weird game pretty i liked the world uh i enjoyed i played king shark he was fun um i really didn't like how fast it switched perspective in combat that was a little nausea inducing um i feel like that could have been designed so much better that was like a big design fail in my opinion um but the commentary i'm not a big marvel guy i laughed out loud more than a few times like there was there were a lot of like pretty quality one-liners um that that, that you know dc comic book guys no no no. i'm saying marvel <laughs> I'm all just the help, same thing i'm just helping you I, when, when i say i'm not a marvel guy that that everyone should know what i'm talking about and i don't sure. even know what i'm talking about you know what i mean okay so so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a comic book guy is probably yes. like what I should have said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but so, you know, I, I didn't have high hopes for that, but again, I, there were many times in this that I found myself either smiling or in some cases just outright laughing. Yeah. Um, so now yeah. I've only heard like, seriously, are people only playing King shark and Harley? Like, is that it? Like, no, not, not at all. I, I think the okay. other guys are very basic uh, here. Though. I mean, Harley yeah. is Harley and King shark's a giant shark God. And then you have like, Guy with boomerang and guy with gun. Captain Boomerang. Well, it's yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah, it's he, Captain Boomerang's he's a, son. He's technically, he's like everybody underestimates Captain Boomerang, but he's like it's, the cowbell. Like, gotta play the hell out of it. I mean, I think that that's like one of the issues with the game is is my I I got asked a lot because I ended up finishing the the game, so I had streamed it. Did you? Uh, okay, it was. How did it take you? It was a 10 it was about 11 hours i think i mean i can look at my steam thing right. to give you the exact number it was 12 and a half hours uh is what i spent uh in that game a little bit of that was in the uh the post game and a little bit of the story like towards the very end they basically say like go invest in our game as a service before you do the final mission uh and that was a little bit like off-putting um wait what go what yeah what does so me i mean it's it's major the the game as a service part of the game at the end game is directly related to the story and and, okay. and you know what i i'm okay saying this if you're worried about a spoiler for the end of this game mute i guess but i'm just gonna say it it has to do with multiverse shit <laughs> and like that's gonna make a lot of people mad because they don't like multiverse shit. <laughs> uh co co being one of them. But yeah, it's multiverse stuff. It's literally uh go you've done this once, go do this 13 times, perhaps over the course of I don't know, the next 12 months. You could do this, <laughs> maybe just thinking about it. Um, and so like, that was a little bit off putting, uh, but I agree with co hundred percent. Like the, the dialogue in the game is fun. Uh, I found myself laughing multiple, multiple times. The issue though, uh, which kind of gets to what Zeke was saying is like, I find the four main, the, the four playable characters, some of the least interesting characters, they have great dialogue, but like, they're just not, I'm not jazzed to go play dead shot. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's just like, and, and, yeah. and I found myself multiple times during the actual story. You're like watching these, like, uh, you know, huge, uh, characters in like media and, and comic book lore with like so much backstory, which is 
very well done. And like, there's so many just small, like nods to comic book lore throughout the entire game. You're watching them fight or you're hearing them fight or you're, you're, you're hearing like, Oh, Superman's doing this. Oh, Batman's doing that. Or Wonder Woman's doing that. And you're like, man, that sounds so cool. What am I doing? I'm escorting a fucking truck. Like, why, why am I escorting a goddamn truck Someone. for the fourth fucking time through this map? I want to see this fight. <laughs> Someone in your chat, uh, Dark Hollow, at me, JP, said the gameplay loop of of this game is insulting, and I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, well, that, it's like, that may be the mission structure thing I was hearing. It is. About. Now, yeah. I'd love to hear. Like, what what is it? Why is the, the mission structure thing so bad? It's it's I, you do the same thing in the opening of this game that you do at the end of this game. For the twelve hours I played. I never did. I was shooting purple guys and getting armor by shooting their legs and then left clicking to get my shields back. I did that for 12 and a half hours to get through the story. Like that's a little bit reductive to the actual thing, but that's all I was doing. Like there was, that's it. Yeah. Like there was not very one dimensional gameplay. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, or, or there's like a, uh, there's a, there's a plant and you have to go and like defend the plant point, um, or escort the truck or, They do some missions where they were honestly the more annoying missions, but it's like you actually can't do damage to this creature unless you crit it. Uh, And so then you have to like figure out how to get around that. Um, Most of the time shooting them in the head or freezing them or something like that. Um, But it was just like very is very much the same thing for everything that I played. Um, And by the end of the 12 hours, I was very much like, I I'm good. Um, mm. that's not to say there are plenty of people that want that from this game and want that from games in general, um, and are, you know, playing right now after grinding for multiple, multiple hours on all the, uh, the end game stuff. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like, I want to see more of that. I want to see like more wonder woman and, and Superman on the screen doing wonder woman and Superman shit, because that's awesome. Uh, that, that's like the highlight of the game for me is when you actually get to interact with them and just like see them. Um, cause they, they are written very well in this game, um, for all of that stuff. The boss fights code. Did you get to a boss fight in your first two hours? I don't know if you did. Um, I don't think so. The boss fights are a little bit rough. Uh, I would rough in the sense that they're not super interesting. And I think for the, uh, at least for the end game. The final boss, it actually reuses one of the earlier boss fights. And I think that's kind of how it's going to work as a game as a service is you're going to end up doing that. But yeah, um, that all said, while I think I'm very critical of the game in that regard, it's fine after that. Like it's perfectly serviceable in terms of just running around, shooting people, grabbing some friends. It, you're going to have like a seven, eight, a seven out of 10, eight out of 10 time. It's like, it's fine in that regard. Um, but if you're wanting, you know, I think this is where a lot of uh, the pedigree of Rocksteady actually works against them in this regard. If you're wanting the next Rocksteady game, the next like you're wanting Arkham, the next Batman Arkham, the next Asylum. Arkham yeah. game, yeah. Yeah. this is not it. And it's, it, it is uh, very far from all of that, even though it takes place in the same universe as, the Batman Arkham games. It takes place about. It's five also years a after really that. tough sell when you're when when you're kind of riding off the back of of insanely quality games like the Batman Arkham game. Which, funny enough, this game just made me want to play more. Yeah. Um. 
but then you're charging 70 bucks. 70 bucks and, is very and hard to swallow. Trying to get more money out of your players before they finish the game. Yeah. It's like you don't even you don't even let them finish the game and you're already trying to pump them for cash and yeah. you just spent $70 on it. Yeah. Like, and I it, have to admit, I, I promise you that someone got to that part and just turned it off and uninstalled it. Probably. Like I gear after paying 70 bucks to have that kind of thrown in your face. Like that's well before that's Friday, it was a hundred bucks for early access to dive into the game. It was a hundred dollars. Another, uh, and then Friday when it launched, thing. then it was yeah. a $70 game. Um, which that is, I, that people would join the stream and be like, Hey, is this worth 70 bucks? And I was like, look, $70 is worth 70 is, is worth different to people, different people. But like, no, 70, probably here's, not. Here's, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. $70 for a, you said 10 hour game. Uh, yeah. 10 to 10 12 hour. hour story. Now granted, story. granted. And here's the thing. If you say, well, it's only 10 hours and there's also going to be a bunch of post game content. It's like, no, that's what you're paying for, for the live service. You, you don't count that for the 70. <laughs> like that's They're yeah. going to be pumping you for a different amount of money for that. So what I'll say is when you're talking about a game, it's 10 hours long. $70, then you start talking about, well, how much am I paying per hour? It's like seven bucks an hour, right? Or yeah. gameplay that never really changes. <laughs> that never really gets more interesting. Uh, apparently, they still try to pump you for cash more before the end of it. Like that, man. It, that's Survival hard, game people are laughing. Hard sell for 70 bucks. They're like, I could get, like, oh, dude, yeah. like, I could get Power World to end in Shrouded for 60. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hundreds of hours Zeke what you just said was the exact point I was trying to make is you look at something like this and say 10 hours of repetitive gameplay for 70 bucks or I could go get the new you know like shrouded how world like a dragon I think is is like a dragon cheaper because I mean it's got what 200 hours probably interested maybe 20 xing that time yeah so I mean yeah it's 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 definitely a, a little yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. Um, oh, it's seventy bucks too. Well, at least it's worth it in that case. But yeah, somebody just said Baldur's Gate three. I know, right? There's yeah. there's you a bunch get, of games you can get this or Baldur's Gate three. There's a bunch the of games you can tie into for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and- when you ask if like I wanted to bring that up, when you ask if something is worth it or not, I th- I, I remember a, a long time ago. When uh, we were talking about that on this show, and it was years ago, and Coe said, like, he brought up, like, the dollar per hour, $2 per hour thing. And I'm like, that's that's actually not a bad, like, it's not definite, but it's, like, a good, like, base to go off. Like, yeah. can you get $1 or $2 per hour of enjoyment out of the game? And if not, if it's less than that, less or, or more money per hour, is it impactful enough to make it worth it because some games are short but they are experiences like like shorter like art as art as video game games like like games like gree or viewfinder or something like that like the ones that really like you know blast you with a lot of really cool shit but in really in a relatively short amount of time so somebody yeah. just somebody just mentioned something in my chat i find hilarious <laughs> i spent more time doing the dundoku island mini game and in infinite wealth <laughs> And you spent playing this entire game. Yeah. I mean, I I think you could 
the argument there is like I was playing a triple A story with voice acting and you were probably like looking at spreadsheets. Midas, no, <laughs> no, triple A character. No, no, what's quad A? We're going with quad A. No, no, you're saying not, the Dendoku side story <laughs> game is quad A. That's where we're going. That whole thing is that's what I'm saying. What's what's five A? Is that a know. thing? Because it should be for this sure. conversation. Sure. No, I will say I no. Did I was it was it triple A cutscene game? Absolutely not. Was it incredibly fun? Actually, had huge progression mechanics. Sure, and yeah, I had, yeah, and, yeah, and had more actual animal. What is it? Uh, animal crossing mechanics than Animal Crossing? Then yes, <laughs> like it, it. So no, yeah. Somebody said it took Ko going to Japan to play Nintendo games. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah because you know I yeah had to play no no I got animal you I got crossing. you yeah yeah <laughs> but um it, yeah I thought it was funny too at the time yeah but, but no I mean it's 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 it is crazy to think about the value comparison when you think about like all the different things and ways you can spend your money in gaming. Like to get the that amount of quality hour time out of it, just, you know, yeah. it's very different for every other for other people. Yeah, um, yeah. Not much more to say. I, I don't have plans to revisit it. Uh, if they put out like story stuff, maybe. But um, I enjoyed the time that I spent with the story of it. I I enjoyed story aspects of it. They. I I was listening to uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Uh, and it really resonated with me. He was basically saying, like, you can you can walk into the Daily Planet and you can see all of the, like, you know, small comic book nods. You can go up to all the, like, little, the smallest characters in terms of uh, importance in the DC world. Jimmy Olsen's desk, blah, 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 blah. Go up and, like, see all these little, like, nods to them, right? And that's great. But then you walk outside and the game just starts to fall apart. Uh, and, and like that, that love, so to speak is, is not there. The soul is what I think he said. Exactly. Like the soul is not there. And that really, I agree with that. Like a hundred percent. It's, it's just, I want more of what, what is in the small moments of this instead of the like game as a service moments. <laughs> it really started to, to bug me where it's like, God damn it. The, there's going to be so many games as a service things. And then we can lead into our next story. Because the next day, due to the Griffin Gaming Partners uh, and Rendered VC, released a 2023 game development report where they spoke with uh, 500 studios, uh, a little bit over 500 studios. And the report said that 95% of the studios surveyed are developing or maintaining a live service game. So we're going to get a lot more (laughs) of whatever... The live service thing is because 95% of these 537 <clears throat> development studios around the world are working on some sort of live service thing. Always online games moving forward. Very scary. Uh, what What is this you're talking about? I Okay. I'm going to repeat what I just said. No, 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 no. I, no, no, no I'm saying like, what, what was the exact name? Uh, the, I didn't see that report. The Griffin Gaming Partners and Rendered VC uh, released the 2023 game development report. Uh, GameIndustry.biz was the first to report this, and then it got picked up by pretty much everyone else. Um, but yeah, a little scary. Um, I also I don't know if they specify what oh, exactly. Oh, they're okay. So they're they're just for the record. They weren't in. They weren't interviewing like 
little indie devs. They were interviewing like Electronic Arts, Bandai Namco, uh, you know, like yeah. from software. They so yeah, okay. So I I they, it made it sound like there that like you know ninety five percent of devs in general were making live service games. That's what made me be like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. like all the major companies yeah. are making at least one. I, I think they might list them somewhere. But yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> the short of it is, we're gonna get a lot more of like always online type games. This is not. Oh, also, sixty five percent of studios are actively working on one, and thirty percent plan to release regular updates cadence for their games. I think it means six thirty percent of the sixty five. So sixty five percent of all they do are actively working, and then thirty percent of all they interviewed are planning releasing regular update cadence. So I think it's potentially sixty five, not ninety five. Uh, I mean, I'm reading ninety. Unless I'm reading something different. It's, I I will read directly from said article. The report states that ninety five percent of studios surveyed are developing or maintaining a live service game. That means that just over five hundred studios are currently making or working on some kind of Destiny like video game. And probably Weird. demands an always online connection and features seasons and battle passes too. According okay, to the survey, I'm... 66% of studios agreed that live service is necessary for long-term success of a video game. Uh, the report also says that non-live games now take about two to three years to develop. Meanwhile, live service titles can take more than five years. It further explains that the majority of live service developers are working faster than ever to create enough content <laughs> to satisfy players and keep them hooked. Um, quote, across the industry, live service games, sorry, live service teams reported their ideal production schedules as weekly to bi-weekly for live op cadences and bi-weekly to monthly for game content updates. In the context of game development, which typically spans multiple years, live service production schedules are moving at breakneck speed. For someone that broke down the uh, the report. But, cool. yeah. But isn't, the pit, isn't the pitfall that, like, you spend all this time making a live service game, and if, if no one fucking likes it, you're just kind of dead, right? Yeah, I mean, you have, like, the Avengers situation, potentially well, the Suicide Squad situation, right? The thing about a live service game, though, is that the premise is that you are working on it, delivering, get paid. Work on it more, deliver, get paid. Work on it, deliver more, get paid. So if a live service game comes out and it flops, well, they probably haven't made a lot of the... I mean, the whole point of a live service is that you're essentially getting an unfinished product. Right. You are getting something that's not done. So, and they're, and they're going to put in more doneness and they're going to charge you for it. <laughs> so the idea is that if you release a live service game and it flops, well, they're just not going to put in the rest of the resources to finish it or get it to a point, you know, they're not going to keep developing for it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, so, it's in some ways a lot safer than like a full <laughs> game, because if you spend X amount of money on a live service game, you release it and it completely flops then you can just cut putting any future resources into it, you know? Uh, for these live service games, do the profits come in the form more of like battle pass type stuff or pay modularly type stuff? I would think probably pay modularly, but the battle pass is, is the quote easy sell, right? But okay. most of the money comes from like, here's a new skin, uh, or in the case of like a Genshin impact style live service games, like here's a new character that you can purchase type deal. Um, those are like the big money gets for sure. And, and some people in chat are saying, well, Co, they, they don't release unfinished games. It's like, no, I, <laughs> I mean, you can say that, but at the same time, when a live service, when a game is being developed and the game is planned as a live service game, they are planning nine times out of 10 to release a large, meaningful future content before the game comes out. 
So in that case, you are literally designing a game where you are designing big core parts of it that are not going to be in the game they pay for at launch that they are then going to charge for later. Yeah. So unless it, 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 it dramatically increases the scope or something, which it doesn't generally, they're not like expansions and stuff. It's generally just little stuff they charge you for. Then I think it's a really that, easy that, argument to make that, that they're saving resources doing it that way and releasing games that aren't in their final state as base products. It brings up the idea of like yeah. live service games that we all know of, like, like, uh, like destiny, for example, like that game is never finished until it's destiny three time or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. take a game, take a game like warframe, like warframe when it warframe. released, yeah. it was, it was a, it was a not very good. Same with path of exile. Those games released actually unfinished. And then, and as live service games are, they've been producing, 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 producing. They even remade the beginning of Warframe <laughs> years and yeah. years later because they were like, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> so yeah. we've completely remade it. Um, and that that's frequently happens, like revamping the new player experience and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, I say unfinished, but I don't mean that it's missing features or buggy or not working properly. I mean that it's not feature complete. That's, that's my, I mean, I mean, it's unfinished in the right. ways where it's like, traditionally you would jam all that into one product and that would be your release. That's what you do 20, 30 years ago. But these days you plan on not putting things in the base game and that way you can sell it to the player later instead of including it in the base game. And you know, they have those roadmaps out, God, yeah. probably at least a year or two plus it. when yeah. the game comes out yeah, like yeah. that a lot of times that stuff's in the design doc before the game's even made like, yeah, on year two, we're going to do this on year three, we're going to do this. So it's like. You know, yeah, it used the to be idea the that the, the base game would be the finished product doesn't even make sense in a live services. Yeah, the end of the roadmap <clears throat> would be release the game. <laughs> the end this of the roadmap is turning like, the servers off. Uh, <laughs> release the game is like the the fourth stop on the roadmap, and then the twentieth yeah. stop. Yeah, and the final, the final, the final nail in the coffin for any live service game is when they are either two things: they turn the servers off, or they stop making new stuff for it. And in that, if you're not making new stuff for a live service game, it's just wasting money. So, you know, yeah. like that's, unless yeah. they have like a real good reason for keeping it on, like flooding it into another product. Um, which, and which does happen, yeah. It's wasting yeah. money. Uh, what else is in news? <laughs> it, it was funny how quick I was uh, to think of Co when I saw this news. Uh, the Embracer Group. Has canceled uh, a Deus Ex game that was apparently in development for two years. Um, they were getting ready to start production this year, I guess, on that whole thing. Um, but they canceled it. JP, can you hand Co a tissue? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so much. I I have I have joked. Okay, yeah, thank you. Here you go. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I don't. That's weird. Paint. Oh wait, you're over here. Sorry, change color. But you know, no, thank you fine. so much. That that's was. <laughs> Okay. You know, anyway. the internet will do that. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll fix it in post. It's fine. Um, so, so yeah, the the thing, the part that makes this sting so much is this means for two years, I was joking about a Deus Ex game yeah. showing up at the and and it was actually being made. It was it, actually it a was real thing. It was even crazier is they canned it right before they went into production, which means we probably would have heard the announcement this year for the new Deus Ex game. And, uh, yep, sure enough, they, they cut it. The only thing about this, and it's not really a silver lining, but it does take the sting out a little bit, is Elias Tefexis publicly stated he had nothing to do with that Deus Ex product. And another thing that I've said multiple times is there's no question that the next Deus Ex game should be the finished planned trilogy game of Adam Jensen's saga. 
The entire thing of Adam Jensen was supposed to be a trilogy. And when you finish Mankind Divided, you can tell they're setting up all the dominoes for a big finale. Like, if you're paying attention and you, like, are following who the big bad is and, you know, the people you're killing are not the big bad and, like, you're working your way towards him, you know, like, I, I, a lot of people feel Mankind Divided ended too early. But it's because they were saving all this big end stuff for the third game that we never got. So, yeah, uh, the fact that, they, that the Deus Ex game was not, at least not yet involving Adam Jensen. Uh, yeah. well, you know, it was a, the only thing that would have made me super angry is if it turned out that that was the purported remake of one, which a lot of people like, were hinting that they were doing a full remake of one and that they were going to release the reboot slash remake of one and then follow up with the game that connects Adam Jensen to Deus Ex 1, which would have been, again, amazing. That, that would have all worked. And you know, then the third game could have just been the timeline between Adam Jensen and Deus Ex 1, J.C. Denton. Yeah. But, um, now nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like the whole thing's dead. Yeah. So, you think we ever see another uh, one of those? I think Square Enix destroyed the Deus Ex franchise and that out of nowhere we got a chance with Embracer. Embracer has now, due to lots of reasons, completely screwed up. They're probably going to either split or get bought at some point. I mean, they're just, they're dying. Embracer's dying. Like, that company is, it's its literally, we're publicly watching a slow death of a major company. Yeah. Um. So they are either going to most likely sell this studio. Um. The worst thing that they could do is close the studio down instead of selling it. Because then it's like, that's just going to break up the team. Um, but the not so worst thing we might see is an IP sell-off. And if they get like a bunch of things together and give it to companies that actually want to make them, do I think we're not going to get another Deus Ex game? I'm hopeful that we will one day. I'm just super disappointed that our best chance turned out to be a flop. Yeah. But I think, I think there's enough passionate people that want another Deus Ex game that I think one day we will get one. I Fair do. enough. I'm still optimistic. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. But Embracer, man, they expanded too quickly. God, yeah. They they had the big they had the deal of their lifetime fall through. And ever since that happened, they have just been slowly dying. Yeah. And it is so hard to watch. Yeah. We're only in the middle of it. For those that don't know. Like we're only like Embracer is, is still looking sure. after everything they've done, they're still boiling in water. So like we're gonna see other major stuff from them yeah. probably this year. Yeah. yeah. Um it was also stated at the same time that uh 97 people uh were let go uh from Embracer quote due to the uh global economic context, the challenges of our industry and the comprehensive restructuring <laughs> announced by Embracer. So comprehensive <laughs> restructuring. Yeah. At least it's not normal restructuring. Yeah, just uh, that the not not good there. Uh, on the flip side of games doing well, hey, that Power World uh, game's uh, pretty big. You guys <laughs> doing all right? Uh, Twelve million copies sold. Uh, that's copies sold, and seven million played on Game Pass. So they're uh, at nineteen million uh, people are playing that game ish right now. Probably Monday we'll see something about twenty million. Fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. Um, I it's I I thought it was going to be big. 
I never thought it would be that big. Like that's that's a it's it's what the third biggest game they said the third biggest game pass game uh launch ever. Um I think it's number 2 on the all-time Steam played list of all time uh with concurrent users. Just an absolute uh yeah, to, to steal from my chat, it's a juggernaut right now. It's just so stupidly huge. And it doesn't really have signs of like dying off. The numbers are still super strong. Um, I spent like 75 hours with it, I think, uh, in all um, on stream. God damn. And then at the end of all that, <laughs> there was a bug where it was just deleting characters on dedicated servers. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have to play more Power World someday. <laughs> like I didn't even oh, you, you got hit by it. I got hit by yeah. it. I was like, cool. I guess I'll just play more Power World at some point. It's fine. Not not that big of a deal. Not that upset about it. Uh, so, yeah, very, uh, very excited uh, to see where that game goes. That's a huge influx of cash for that team. Um, I th- Wasn't it also, I think there was a report that it was, it costs, was it $6 million to make or $60 million to make? Some, some like very low amount uh, to get that game out where it is. Um, so <laughs> $6.5 million. Okay. That's crazy. Um, Zeke, I know you said you were playing it offline. How how goes your, your Power World adventuring? Uh, it's, it goes, goes great. You said 75. I was like, I thought I put in some numbers like already, but I'm at 69. Nice. Hours. Nice. nice. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's the, the thing that I, I would like. There's a, a few things. First of all, first of all, first and foremost. I want to get, I want to make this super important, super okay. important for any buddy who like can shout out the word, preach the gospel. I'm going to tweet about it probably later. Please, for the love of God, please allow me to move shit in my own base, please. Because as it stands right now, you have to dismantle it, yeah, weigh yourself down and then rebuild it somewhere else. Holy fuck. That is just a quality of life thing that we've had forever in survival games, and it's ridiculous. It's it's plain up ridiculous right now. So just 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 patch that in real quick. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of anyway. quality of life uh, that it could use in, in that regard, but yeah. I mean, that honestly is the most ridiculous, like outstanding one. Like, okay, I built this thing. Oh shit! I personally like to have all of my shit symmetrical or at right angles. I'm like, oh, it's not a right angle. Okay. And I looked first yeah, time and I was like, rid- okay, building. you got to be able to move it. You got to be Google. Can I move <laughs> shit? Like IGN article. Well, you can't move stuff in your base and pal world. You can deconstruct. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> sure. I mean, the deconstruction system is actually pretty great. It gives you all the resources back. Yeah. It's one to one. It's quick, yeah. but I, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, what I you're saying. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I moved my entire base in like three minutes, which was super, Same. really great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But but Zeke is right. There should be the, the ability to move stuff, 100%. Sure. Yeah. And a grid, a grid system, most importantly. There should be a grid system. Yeah. Like, uh, so you can place things the exact distance apart and then make them all face the right. Yeah. Any any yeah. game like this should have a grid system. Uh, One more for, thing. For us um, slightly OCD people. The first button, the left, you know how the, the left click button when you build? Should be the button 
where you can build multiple of the same thing. It shouldn't Agreed. be right click. That's just fucking stupid, and it wasn't broken. <laughs> I agree I tried completely. To fix it and it wasn't yep. fucking broken. <laughs> sure. Agreed. Agreed. And then you forget right. that you can build multiple, so you keep going like you, you you're that asshole that keeps opening up for every single thing of the ten things you're trying to build, and you have that guy in oh. chat. You know you can just right click, right? You know you can just right click. I know, but my muscles don't. So shut up and let me suffer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years, just like this, and I will continue to do it just like this. Power World will not tell me otherwise. Exactly. And at the, and the, at the very fucking least, like, how hard is it to make <sighs> everything rebindable? Is it is that a really hard thing to do? Depends on the game. Because it's not. Not everything is rebindable in the game. Yeah, it's not. It's true. I don't, I don't there, know. The there's a lot of times, that. a lot of times, it depends on how the game is made, but a lot of times, especially if one command does lots of different things. They don't necessarily want to have it so like like if one button you know fires if you're looking down right click but it also interacts when you're in the world but it also does this if you're in base building ui like changing those buttons around can lead to all sorts of like weird issues so a lot of companies just don't let you change some of the multi-functions yeah that's okay okay that's I mean, relatively fair enough. common fair enough but and and yes for those of you who are it's early access i know but i'm talking this is basic shit <laughs> this is like this is like basic survival game shit like no other game none none of the other building games that i've ever played has put the f build the same thing again on right click yeah they have some decisions like... which are strange like that one for sure <laughs> yeah yeah that's not and that's not the only one the game has multiple little weird qol slash design yeah. decisions that are obviously like this is not how this is normally done <laughs> yeah but i mean it's also doing so much of... new stuff that it's you know Kind of whatever. What's the opposite of a compliment sandwich? Because that's kind of what I want to do right now. I want to just the, I wanna, the negative know, the, stuff the, right the, out of the front. The right. shit. I believe they the call that a shit sandwich. Like, yeah. Oh, sure. The meat of it yeah. is it's it's a really fun like uh, I love playing it off stream. I would like I, I don't play a lot of the, the survival building games on stream because it's a turn off the brain. Just go around and like collect pals, collect, uh, you know, resources, stuff like that. Um, and it's it's got a great loop. Um, it is uh, it's it's fun to look at. It's it's you know the environments aren't all like gray and you know post apocalyptic and and shit like that. A lot of survival games are like that. Are just like these browns and grays and stuff like that because a lot of times you're just after uh, you know a zombie apocalypse or some shit like that. Yeah. This one very colorful, very lively. The music itself also very lively. Um, the the sound design and the music are very very well done. Um, very satisfying noises when you like do something right. It's like you're like oh, you know, like in a casino. You know, when you you know get a win, it's like bling, hooray! Totally. Um, Zeke also, the, the mobile game designs. mechanics. Oh yeah. No, there's a reason why yeah, that shit's yeah. in there. Oh, man. I know, I know, completely, <laughs> oh, sure. completely. Oh, it's the dopamine no. hit, man. Yeah. I'm, I got, I'm, I'm, I have my eyes open. I know, like, oh, they did that. They stole that ex exact thing from the Sex and the City's uh, uh, slot machine game in Vegas. You know, yeah. I know that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get to a new area um, and it's literally the Zelda thing where it's like, doo, 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 doo. Yep. like <laughs> I seriously was like, was that the Zelda thing, dude? It's or a constant that... dopamine hit. The, the game. <laughs> I think that's why I got so addicted to it, like right out of the gate. Because I, I did four or five like twelve hour plus streams the week this came out. And it was probably because all of those small little dopamine hits that you guys were just detailing, like the game's full yep. of them. Uh, and yep. it, it's, it's fun in that regard. 
I also, Zeke, I'm curious, are you just like walking around exploring? Because I think that's like one of the most fun parts. I, I wish I was just I saw your map and I just brought up I was just gonna bring up like this game rewards exploration as far as like if you if you if you can't build something because you're missing, you know, like MacGuffin. Like I, I don't know where to mine MacGuffin. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I better just kind of wander around until I find the land that has MacGuffin. And then you wander around a little bit, you're like, sometimes you find you find MacGuffin or sometimes you find the Guga. You're like, oh shit, Guga, what's that? Yeah. And you, you go down there and you're like, you grab a bunch of Guga and you're like, oh man. And then you look in your like recipe list like, oh, at level 27, I can build a, a, a Guga gun or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And it's great. I love that. It re- I love the games that reward exploration. And I love that this game also has progressive, faster locomotion. Yeah. Like, you start off with like a ground mount, like a, a wolf or something. You're like, oh, awesome. Because you go from walking or running to like wolf riding. You're like, oh, yeah. And then you go from wolf riding to like gliding. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you get, a, you know, your flying mount. And you're like, this is the way to go. And then you get faster and faster flying mounts. Like until you get like, your super fast ones, you're like, Jesus, how did I ever play this game before? Yeah, until <laughs> like, you, you stumble upon the mouth. jet. Yeah. <laughs> the F-14 just flying through the skies. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't Yeah, I haven't quite got to that point I, yet. I, I, I stopped I around level is, 35, like, so yeah, I never I've, saw that. I've either. only seen the memes of the yeah. jet pal. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've actually yeah. seen the jet I've pal. I've never saw it. I know well. it exists. Never yeah. saw it again. I'm at level 38. Um, so. I, I do. Uh, but I. I was gonna say for me by and far the like the best part of this game is doing exactly what I'm doing right now just walking around collecting all that stuff and then just pulling out your fucking nine and start dumping on something (laughs) because of how absurd that just like there's a there's a little Pikachu over there and I could throw a Pokeball at it or I could shoot it (laughs) let's get fucking and every time you pull out the giant deagle in your hand and just start shooting the thing, it's the most absurd, but also the like stupidest, greatest, like, fuck yeah, video games are cool feeling. I felt it a long time. Yeah. It's so I just, silly. I, I love that. You're like, okay, I'm using a bow. I'm using a spear. I'm using my fucking Glock 20. <laughs> now, like you just upgraded. It's, it's like, just so silly. How, how, bitch? Guess I'm riding the Firebird, so I got fire bullets. Yeah. Or like <laughs> when you get to some of the later ones and you're like, oh, I'm I'm where, I'm where like this giant panda guy who's all about like peace and, tra- and grenade launchers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he just started obliterating. It's so yeah, stupid. All the shit that the pals get. Yeah. I like, like that's, that's the one like. I love the, the the technology system where like it's not only upgrade for you, they have a good mix. And the thing that I really enjoy that not a lot of games do, uh, survival games do, is that there's option do choice. You don't have to buy the decorative shit because I'm that's I'm not. I don't. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy any of the lamps or any of the wall hangings or anything like that. You don't have to though. Yeah. You can just skip past those and you save your points, and it's actually beneficial to do so. If you want stuff later on, because you save those points that you would have spent. And I like that. I really, really like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone in my chat said, now, 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 I, uh, God, I hope this is like true because it felt true. Uh, OGY for my chat said, PSA, Life Monk effigies, which are those little green things that you get that boost your, your capture. 
yep. uh, ability, right? Apparently, <laughs> decrease your capture chance. Seems bugs at the bugged at the moment, so don't invest them. Really? I maxed out on capture. Like I got like all the life monkey that I could get and to max it out, and I didn't feel like there was a difference. Like I didn't feel like I was capturing more. Oh yeah, but I, I was agree. also like that could just be me. Chat just said no, they fixed no, no. it in an update, but yeah. Yeah, was in the first okay. few days, I remember when I, I was going after like a specific enemy and then I had one F to catch of one a specific pal. And uh, and I caught a bunch of them. And then I went to uh, I found a life monk effigy that was my last one. And I took it back. It was the final one I needed for an upgrade. Got the upgrade, came back, my chance was identical when I left. Yeah. So like I, I don't if it if it was working before the patch, it didn't it didn't seem like a lot. Didn't show the it. Chat is now saying the last patch apparently fixed it. Cool. Well, oh, hey. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Hold on. Scarecrow. Nope, it's not fixed yet. <laughs> no, uh, fatty, no, yet. it's still bugged. No, oh, <laughs> oh, the Game Pass version is apparently behind on updates. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the big So uh, maybe that's why right there's now. confusion. Yeah. Maybe okay, some, okay. some people are saying it's fixed, some are not, because they may be diff- doing different versions. Yeah, the Game Pass version. Even then, is Chad, is saying, Chad is saying that the, they fixed respec. Um, so that's fixed, at least. Okay. That was the one where if you respec, it would respec your PAL capture stat, but you could then not raise it anymore. Oh. So if you at any point respect before the last patch, basically nerfed a character. Got it. Okay. I, I don't know if you did that, Zeke, but that's no. what I may have. Okay. That's may have been what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, it looks like Captain Stream Streambogger from my chat says, speaking of choices, I care about my pals way more than I ever did my Pokemon because I can choose to be cruel to them or choose to be kind to them. God. I saw, dude. Hey, choice, man. It's some a, of the, some of the like uh, meme. I saw this giant factory, right? Someone built this huge factory, and then at the front of the factory, he has uh, pals like hung up on the bait that you can like unlock, and then there's signage that says like "Stop working, and this happens to you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like. Oh my God! Some people are this way. No, and here and the thing is, like, people were talking about animal cruelty and shit like that. And here I am going like, I'm like, okay, first thing I get every level is the best food or whatever to make my pals sane to make them like, happy. To keep yeah, them yeah, yeah. the happiest they can be. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm, you know, like a slave driver, like working these animals. Dude, uh, there's a there's. I, I built the it, thingy that that you make them work harder. Because oh, I, yeah. like, I, I honestly thought it was like, I, which would be a fucking good change, by the way. Uh, it was a thing that you could go, pal work here, pal work here, instead of picking him up and throwing him at it. Right. I thought that podium was that. I was like, oh, great. The podium yeah. will do that, obviously. No, it just makes them work harder. Dude, so I, was like, I got oh, trolled. Shit. Immediately deconstruct. I yeah. got trolled so hard. So hard. Because I I had my little pal base working and everything was good and I was sitting there going like man, you know like this is cool but they're missing this like super important part of this game like they're literally missing an entire part of this game because you you have a pal that can do multiple things but you have no way to prioritize when he does what thing which is like it's it's missing that completely and I'm talking about this and I was like in man. I was, I was like, man, if only every pal had its own little priority thing like RimWorld. And someone in my chat goes, oh, 
oh, you just need to build the thing. You just yeah. need to build the little thing. And I was like, oh, awesome. It was like three levels away. So I it's like three levels of bliss where I was just like, I just need to get a couple more levels and everything's going to be good. And then I can prioritize everyone. And then I got the thing and I opened it and it was just the th like work hard, work harder or slavery. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's, where's the box chat? Where do I uh, click for yeah. the box? That was early enough. Now, too, chat was like, ah, yeah. Now, yeah, I don't no. know how recently or if this was always in the no. game, help me out, but when you pick up a pal, that's how you like kind of sort of assign them to a, a yes. particular place. Yeah. Thankfully, they changed the button, the keybind for that the from v. F to V, which yeah. is nice. Oh, but, okay. Uh, did they add like the targeting system? Like you, you target a place and it says assign them here and then you throw them at it and then it signs them there. So you know you're like targeting that place. I don't know if they have added that. It, that didn't exist. No, they, in my did. place. no, they do. They have oh, it now. So that's new. Oh, that's Darko good. says okay. yes. They added that. Nemco says yep. They did add that. That's, so yeah, that that's is new good and, change. and it is added. Hey, that's. I mean, well, even, that's awesome. It's a good change, but yeah, it's a good change. It's a fucking priority thing. But it's still garbage. Yeah. yeah, it's still like that. That's not like that's not an okay system. Like they yeah. need a priority system. Like it. It, yeah. it when you when you start having a huge pal base. And every one of your pals can do different things. Like, especially for someone like, like me that likes to, you know, build your base to have it be like the, the best version of possible, itself it yeah. can be. Exactly. You can't yeah. do that at all in the current system because you never know what job your random pals are going to yeah. prioritize. Yeah. Um, the same pal, you drop two pals in the same place. They'll like prioritize different things. It's just like, ah! Like what? What rhyme or reason are you using? Like it's, and you no, it's you're crazy. three planting. And then, and then the worst the part: fucking plantation. You are three handiwork. You make my cloth. God damn it! And then the worst, the the worst part is they have the system where you can pick a pal up and throw it on something. But then you do that, and even if there's nothing to do there, it'll just sit there waiting for work and not do the other three jobs it can do. And you're just like, huh? Yeah. And then, and then they put in this whole farming thing. Where it's like, oh yeah, they'll go to the farm and passively generate stuff, but they'll be able to do like five other things, and they just won't do anything but sit on their ass and generate resources. And it's like, no, 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 I need you to do all the other work, and then if there's nothing to do, go sit on your ass like that. You know, go go rest if there's something, and you can't tell them to do that. So it's like every any pal that has the farming thing, and you have a farm, it's like useless unless you manually, unless you manually do, do it, it yeah. which is also useless. So it's just yeah, yeah, mm. like that. That's my <laughs> biggest that said, That said. Oh yeah, Chad. Like, Chad is you saying know, you need to have multiple bases. Yes, exactly. You know, you need like they a farming base, and then yeah. yeah. And you know how I know they can they can prioritize because if you have pals at your base with the handiwork skill, which is like you know building stuff, if you start building, all of them will come over. Anybody with handiwork will come over yes. and help you build that shit. That's right. So it's you like know it's like that it can be done in the game. Yeah, it's like when you set all of your Rimworld guys, you know, to. Uh, fight fires that a fire happens they all just drop what they're doing and run over and do it like they have that in the game already with building so being able to have like a matrix and all your pals on the left side and all the jobs across the top and then you can number them like one to ten in terms and then they just each have their own little decision tree that they go down like perfect in fact funny enough what you're talking about is one of the reasons i stopped playing yeah because that priority it. that will not i didn't really get annoyed by it but i realized this game is not done like this game is relatively far from being done like yes, there, there are still some main core things this game's fun i loved it put 25 hours into it didn't blink one of the reasons i did quit was definitely because i was totally sold on it and i knew that i'm gonna play this game again same as in shrouded um but it's the kind of thing where there's still some like major functionality missing for this stuff to work 
properly and, and awesomely, and you can see it in Power World right now. When they get this stuff in, this game is going to be like amaze balls. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's already great, but it's going to be as long as Nintendo somehow doesn't sue them into the ground some like <laughs> through some loophole. Like, it's going to be even better. It's going to be incredible. And oh, these yeah. have a main story feel- that's not in yet. Apparently, there's going to be like all this connective material that leads you to the bosses. There's, and the there's bosses lore. Are all going to have stuff like I didn't read yeah. it, but yeah, I I would love for that connective tissue to be there for yeah. sure. That'd be so great. Oh, it seems It'd like. That the the big the big bad bosses, uh, the ones that are in like you know their tower, the elite four, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems like those guys. And correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's just I'm under leveled or something. But it seems like those are meant or spirit, like yeah, spiritually meant or whatever, to be done with more than one person. Because no. you see them the first time, they fucking push your poop in. So they scale with multiple people, but they also have levels tied to them, and it's like 20, 40, 45, 50. So they're just high level is all it is. They're just high okay. level things. Uh, and, and they okay. do scale their HP. I think the first one's 40,000, and with two people, it's 70,000. And with three okay. people, it's okay. 120,000 or something like that. I okay. only killed... So just yeah. level up then. I only <laughs> killed the first... Two. I didn't kill the other two because they have like a hundred and eighty thousand HP or something. I found the first one yeah. was easy, and then I went and tried the second one. Oh, and, dude! And I I I hit it like fifteen times, and by the fifteenth hit, I saw like one little tink, and I was like, you know what? Oh. I don't need to kill this. Boss. I thought you tried yeah. it fifteen times. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. No. Which no. 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 Is I went in. Not out of the realm of possibility because I I faced that fucker like at least seven or eight times no. before I. I dude, it. I yeah. didn't even die to the second boss. I just hit him a few times and was like, "It's not going to be fun to beat this," and just yeah. turned around. Yeah. I was like, "This isn't like I, I I would have to go. I would have to go out get about fifty times the ammo I have now, <laughs> and then like and then you know there's just no point. Yeah. So. I hope they yeah, find that, all that. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's not that's not really the, de- the the demarcation of a good enemy or boss in a game is like, oh, just more bullets. Like, yeah, oh. just build more bullets, right? <laughs> yeah. That happened a lot Spon- too. I sponges would, are never the best way. Yeah, I would leave base with like 500 bullets. It's like, great. I'm good. And then like an hour later it's like what the fuck was I shooting? How do I have no bullets? <laughs> like, was I yeah. just shooting the sky and doing desk pop for the past hour? <laughs> like, what the hell? Well, and it's and it's not like I wasn't like every level up. Like, my attack is like, like the level ups that I've got is probably like fifteen to one. Like, fifteen you put attack them all to attack the one in like other shit. Oh, okay. See, I, I put them all in weight, so I was walking around with like. 1500 weight uh level yeah sure i thought putting more into attack would make the the tower it, guys easier and it did not yeah, yeah they need they need to much. like work attack on is that. yeah the, the whole leveling system is kind of kind of janky like the, it doesn't yeah. make any the the way the way that power progression works in the game and the amount of stats that level ups do like i did one into attack and then i did one into weight and then every other point i had moving forward into weight it's like there's just yeah. there's just no like if attack is going to do that little when you can get like hundreds and hundreds of extra carry weight yeah it just doesn't make sense yeah so they need to rebalance that whole thing yep and yep. I hope they do uh, I mean they <laughs> they've got money now so I hope all that stuff gets cranked into you know pushing the game through early access and a year from now uh, or or whenever 1.0 comes around I hope all of this stuff is added and sounds like they're going to add more pals into the game and they could maybe add more levels um introduce more stuff to unlock it 
They they could really they, do a lot with that. It could be super they do have, cool. They do have a, a long way to go in terms of foundational. Like the the priority stuff is big. I mean, apparently the last patch introduced, unfortunately, instead of remedying the issues, they introduced even more problems about pals getting stuck on trees and, uh, and getting stuck on different parts of your base. And that is so frustrating to have oh, that happen. Yeah. Um, oh, especially that if you're like counting. Yeah. If you're counting on a resource being done, you like set it up before you go out. And then you go out exploring for like an hour and you come home and on the way for the first time mining it, they got like stuck on a tree or something. And you're just like, dude, we, yeah, we ran into an issue and I don't know if it got Mm. changed or what, but we had a mining base set up and like dedicated servers run while you're not logged in. Like the pals are still supposed to work to my knowledge. I don't know if any of this has changed. This is all first week stuff. So maybe stuff has changed. Um, yeah. and so like we logged out and then we came back and none of them were working for like 12 hours. And I was pissed because <laughs> I was like, where's my 500 ingots guys? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you guys Dude, were just I, slacking. I, I just got <laughs> the image of you like lining your thing. pals up and going down yeah. the line and, oh, like, that's smack, exactly and then no, walk no, to the next no. one and smack. You line them up and then you get the nine and your guys, I, what are you doing? I want want y'all I want every one of you pals to watch me as I do this and you like slowly walk over to the podium and then you set it to max work you're like you did this you did this you see what you made me do Um, I didn't want to do it you did it I just love that it's so ridiculous you're just walking around with like a fucking AK assault rifle in front of these pals and like oh yeah I guess I'll go get that stuff out of the box sir thank you JP walks over to the side in front of his base and you see him like erasing it. And they say, (laughs) Alcatraz. Thank thank you for that one. chat. That was right. uh, No, Meeper, Meeper 77 in chat. That was all him. Uh, Like 90% of my jokes. I just lift it right from chat and don't attribute it. That time I did. That's getting back to your point, JP, like the, the mining thing might be a thing because they don't mind. When I'm not not there, but I set up a second camp just for mining, like in a nice spot where they could do that. Yeah. And every time I go back and I look in the box or look on the ground, there's like nothing there. There's nothing. Or like it's sporadic. Are you playing there. Dedic- like it's sporadically working? Yeah. No, I- while I'm playing. <clears throat> oh, while you're playing. Okay. So I, I was playing, told. I go away and I come back and there's like nothing done. And I'm like, I was told because be the farm does stuff. The, you know, all that shit does stuff. I- just the mining is. A hit and miss for week one i was told that you actually have to delete the pal um box i forgot pal what, box. the pal box i guess is that is that the term it's been a while and you actually just have to rebuild the entire base that's how you fix that and i don't know if that is the case or what but for a mining base like there's not much there i just never did it no um, no it's it's yeah. it's it's bed food uh uh box that's, food, that's all yeah yeah bed yeah, food hot tub box and that's what I had, and it it uh, I might have to yeah try and rebuild it. So but now, but now thing, it doesn't matter if, because if they it's have, so much faster for me to do it myself. <laughs> if yeah. they if if it's a larger pal and it has to get to somewhere it can't get to, that will bug out its AI. So if it, sure. if there's a hot tub, if you if your base only has one hot tub and you put it behind all these rocks it can't get through, and it tries to go to the hot tub, it'll just stop. Okay. So if any of those in itself, like if any of the weird pathing or ground geometry and stuff gets in the way. Dude, and some of that. I love messy. going back to my camp and going like, oh, there's three people dead or whatever, knocked out. I'm like, where are they? And I look and they're like, 
up in a, up tree. In a tree. And I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Did you just wander off and not like, how can you wander there and not come back? Also, like I built my base like near it's like, like a cat a in a tree, dude. That's what it is. Oh, would they fall into the water? I built them near a little body of water. They go in the water. So I built them stairs and they're, they're like trying to walk into the side of the fucking stairs. <laughs> now go around the yeah. side. Oh, that's another huge thing. You're a survival crafting building game. But if you build a freaking base, they just get stuck in it and stop working. Hard it's time, like, that, yeah. it's like, yeah, that, that's another reason that I quit is because I, I love playing games like this because I'm a builder. I love, I love collecting a bunch of resources and then ending on some major massive build you can't do that in power world yeah if you build anything outside of a cardboard box to sleep in or a van down by the river then they just get like stuck on everything involved i would i built a literally like a like a two like a two by one so i could stick a bed in it or something yeah and i come back like four pals would be stuck on the roof <clears throat> and i'm just like how did you even get up there like there's how like uh. i've seen some like major factories and it it the impressive part is not the fact that they this built the factory. The I need to. Yeah, yeah the, the impressive part is not the fact that they built the factory, but the fact that they sat there and made sure that their pals weren't going to bug out and work in the factory because they're all running very well. And I don't know if that's just fixes or what, but like, I couldn't do that. As soon as I saw fucking some dumb shit, shiny sheep thing get like stuck on the corner of a building. I'm just like, God damn it. I'm never picking up yeah. another shiny. I'm never getting yeah. any boss mobs in here. They're too big. They just bug the fuck out. So a little bit of real tip though. Um, and, and somebody told me this tip right at the beginning of the game and I didn't take it because I'm an idiot. But one of the, <laughs> the best things you can do in Power World right now is when you put down your base, you want to put down your base so it's a big flat circle. You don't want to try to get any geometry. Find a big flat area. And then all of your resource stuff and all of your things pick sections of your circle and build them along the outer. Rim. Oh yeah. Yeah. And by doing yeah. that, like 90% of your pals will work just fine. And don't build a house. Just don't build it. If you have to build a house, build it like on the other, in a corner Opposite that nothing side, else yeah. is near. Exactly. Yeah. And then just build like a one by one and pop a bed in it if you need it. Yep. Um, but if you do that, apparently things work. That's how my base well. was built. Uh, the only big issues base. can happen there are there the, the trees and the tree plot. Apparently or still or the fire stuck. in the center, for whatever reason. If you put a fire in the center, they'll get stuck on the fire and actually oh. like catch on fire. <laughs> That's happened before, which is just... Yeah, there I is learned also... that when I was building the egg hatcheries, and I was like, hey, I'm going to build another egg hatchery. Come help me. And they're like, okay. And they just stand in the fire. They're like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> yeah. Just burn up and die. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Anyway. Yeah, Power, Power World's great. fun. It's, Even with all the issues, it's still great. Look, the fact fun. that we talked about it as much as we did, I think, kind of shows how how much. And it's yeah. not like we I have to sell it. I can't wait to revisit it. 19 million <laughs> people have played that game, which is yeah, it's, it's actually, insane. actually, actually insane. Actually insane. Actually uh, insane. Another survival game that came out was Enshrouded. I think uh, we've all played that at one point or the other. Uh, Cole, I'll cut to some footage of you here. Uh, I think Co might have the most hours logged. Are you are you good with Enshrouded? Have you stepped away from it? I've, I've stepped away from it. I stepped away from it uh, with... Got about 30 hours in it. Yeah, I put 21 hours into it. Um, I think I only put so little hours into it because I just came off of a giant Power World binge. And there's only so much like survival <laughs> games that I could play. Uh, but yeah, this game, you know, all of the building things I think we were complaining about in Power World... This is like the opposite, at least for me. I sat there for probably an hour just like, 
I am so unbelievably overwhelmed. Like you can do and build so much in this game when it comes down to the voxel stuff that I was literally begging Julia to come and build in my server. And so she did, thankfully. <laughs> so I didn't have to build a thing. But it's like, there's this game is so deep when it comes to the building stuff that I was like paralyzed with decision. I don't know if you encountered that at all, but it it's way, way too deep. Oh, we got yeah. a, a fourth member of the show. We do. But I don't know. I don't know if you've met this little guy yet. Oh, I haven't met him. What's his name? <laughs> this guy's Fenrir. When'd you get him? Uh, like a week ago. Oh my yeah. God! Look at Fenrir. He's, he's our little French bulldog rescue puppy. Oh my so, God! Yeah, he's little Fenrir. <laughs> little, little Fenny is what kids are calling him. But look at that guy, tiny guy. Yeah, him, him, and his litter actually—they uh, have what are called cleft palates. Oh. And uh, the person, the person that brought them in was actually brought in all the puppies to be put down. And they were scheduled to be euthanized. And then one of the other vets at the clinic was like, like looked over and she was like, this is, there, there are times when a quality of life issue is a thing, but the puppies were like right on the border. It's like, there's a chance they probably, they may not even need surgery when they get older. But even then the person brought them in was like, nah, just don't risk it and, and put them down. So she actually took all the puppies, which there were four of them Jeez. and, uh, and brought them back to her mom, who was also a vet and her, the mom found them all homes and were one of the homes they found. That's so. awesome. Yeah. God, I could never. He's a cute little man. Screw that person. <laughs> they they have their own Dude, reasons, uh, but like Jesus, screw that person. <laughs> we we had a very we had a very similar and and funny enough, the person that saved the puppies was like it took everything in my power not to like yell at that person. Yeah, when, when man, she that's told tough. them like you know this this is on the these puppies might be okay. Eh, it's easier if you know we should probably just, <sighs> just hard cold hearted. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Good guy. very cute. He's yes. doing great. Yeah, he's yeah. a good little good little dude. I don't know why my wife. Brought him here and disappeared, but we're looks like he's well. Now you're on puppy dude. He's on the <laughs> know, exactly. fourth member of the show today. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So to talk about this real quick, in shrouded, uh, the building system is phenomenal. I don't know if you can skip around in here and get to a yeah. point. Uh, I'm, maybe this is later in my playthrough. We can show my base. I didn't actually have a base really. Um, what I did was I had a like uh, I, I tried a bunch of, of building stuff and I was testing a bunch of things and actually came to the conclusion that the building system in this game is one of the best in any of these games. Yeah. Like, period. It's one of the best survival building games I've ever used with this building system. Um, there are some things in this game that are amazing, but uh, I also feel very similar to Power World, where it's like it's there's some there's some pretty important stuff missing, but there's already a lot of crazy cool things in here. Uh, I love the world. I love the exploration of the world. Um, I really love how the crafting progression works with like finding the five NPCs and um, you know, working through their quests and stuff like that. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more guidance there because unfortunately it's very easy if you miss one little thing that yeah. an NPC will then not give you their progression quest. So then all of a sudden you're in like really hard areas of the world, but you haven't done your level one quest for your blacksmith. So all your gear's garbage. <laughs> like you're wondering like, what is going on? I've made the best stuff I can and everything's kicking my ass and this is like the main quest. That's, that's a little weird. Um, but outside of that, like it's it's a real slick game, dude. Uh, I've been the thing that I have to say about about Enshrouded is it feels like Valheim if it was more gamified and less sandboxy. And you can still play this like a full sandbox game, but there's no question that there's so many more mechanics in Enshrouded that are kind of like designed to lead and guide you mm. and give you rails to go on. Um, like, you know, a, a good example of that is, you know, all the different waypoints on the, the, 
the map, uh, a built-in fast travel points, um, the quest system in general. Like you, you always pretty much have an idea of what to do and where to go, which some people are going to like and some people are not. Some people really prefer the open-ended sandboxy Valheim way, where it's just like you're just making your own story. There's a crow that's going to squawk at you a few <laughs> times every five hours, and then you're just on your own. Um, this game is more of a game. So it's like, okay, you need to build five of these. Now go rescue this guy. Now go get this guy's uh, crucible. Now go do this. Now go to this location. Now to go to here. And you, you feel like you're being breadcrumbed through the whole world, yeah. uh, which is cool. Like I, I personally like both of those. So I don't really have a, you know, not really too married to either one of those because I enjoy them both. But I do feel like it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people felt that, that Valheim was a little too sandboxy for their taste. I think someone like Zeke is a good example where he played Valheim for a little bit. Although you, you really did end up. No, no, I played a lot of Valheim. He went back like 300 hours. For you. Yeah, it's not, but, it's not because of story. It's because of goals. Goals. Yeah. yeah. Valheim has goals. goals. Always something to work towards. True. But those are goals you set yourself. Like a lot of times, like it's, 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 and which is one of the reasons I enjoy sandbox games so much is setting my own goals and then, and then accomplishing them. You Zeke normally don't like that, right? Normally you like having some idea about what to do in a game and not just being told, here's the tools, go make your own fun. Well, it's that's, that's why I bounced off seven days to die. Seven days to die is probably for my money, the best constructed survival game that I mean, it, it's intuitive. I love it. You can build it with it, build with anything. You can destroy anything, blah, blah, blah. No point. It's survive and that's just not good enough for me whereas valheim it's like okay beat the boss of this area go to the next area gather up new shit figure out what to do with new shit build new shit fight new boss next area yeah and once the next area was done i stopped playing or once there was no next area excuse me out of curiosity like how do you feel about a game like enshrouded which basically kind of holds your hand everywhere versus a game like valheim I like, I like, uh, uh, I was going to bring that up. Like in Pal world, you start off with like that tutorial, like in the upper right corner. That's like, do this, do this, do this. When that, when I finally, that finally went away, I was like, oh, <laughs> so I dig it. I dig it. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. I, I like having shit to do oh. and I don't mind it telling me like, do this shit. Yeah. As long as it's not, you know, <clears throat> I guess as long as it's not over the top handholding. If it says, if it says, so find this, good, great. But if it says, go here, grab these five things, like, mm-mm. out of uh, out of curiosity, did you have you played a lot of Enshrouded? I played the demo, and I am I am like, it was going to be my off stream game. I was ready for it because I was like, all right, I'm done with. I, or once human <laughs> is is the beta is done, I have a few days to wait for Enshrouded. And then Power World came out before that, and I was like, ah, give it a look. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Power World in the long run probably helped in Shrouded in terms of just lifting up, like, everyone, whatever that fucking term is about the rising tide. Rising boats. tide raises all Yeah, shit. all that shit. Uh, <laughs> but I do think it was, like, also a slap to the hype for this because everyone is just like, world and then they just kind of forgot and shrouded was a thing it still crossed Honestly, a million though so it's doing great i i hate to say it if if i was the enshrouded devs i would have delayed by a month yeah you think that would have made I, I, I people fall I off of people, power world 
I would have let people fall off of Power World and then roared onto the scene like, hey, just spent 100 hours in Power World? Ah, yeah, you like building stuff? Come check our game out. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, it's good that they got more players, um, which they probably did. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are still playing Power World. And that means that they're not playing Enshrouded during its like most hyped time, which is when this stuff goes EA. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's, we'll never This know. fight looks awesome. This fight was awesome. In yeah, fact, okay. when I first did this fight, when I first did this fight, I had no idea about the gimmick, and I, I spent like, okay. wait, oh, what's the gimmick? A ton of time on it. Um, I'm going to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> what's it, it, the massive okay. spoiler code? Tell me about the massive spoiler. Because <laughs> I fought yeah. this guy and and okay, listen, and didn't listen. do anything to it and just killed it. I don't want to. I don't want to blow your mind on this. Okay. Okay. It's a little. It's a little weird, and it's pretty unique. You shoot the shiny bit. Oh, I, know. I just did this. I just walked up to it and, and left click. We'll see how it's died. in downstate. It only gets into downstate if you shoot it when it's got the sparkly thing in its mouth. And the downstate, if you look at the health, got it. 10 times more per hit than the normal hits. Yeah, I didn't do so that. So when I first fought him, I never put him in downstate. And I was like, I, I think I my weapon died before it did. I think my weapon completely got exhausted before he was even half health. Okay. So I did not have the equipment to beat him. Then I went back and started doing the, the downstate thing and it was fine. And Right there. You can see it right there. That's it. Got it. All it right. goes down. Okay, anyway, we're done. We're good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll change from the boss fight there now that we've showed okay. everything. <laughs> but anyway, as long as you as long as you attack its feet, you're fine. That's the weak point. Okay, yeah, feet. You motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy it. Oh, uh, oh, by the way, since we, while we're at a little bit of a pause, um, just so all of the chat's concerned. Oh, puppy. I did see it. Okay. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> They're like, did Zeke not Zeke. see the puppy? It's like I'm not yeah, I saw it. I, I, I can't. F- I feel. I feel like the intention was there, but the effort wasn't with that. Yeah, yeah. it's not my dog. I don't care. I mean, he was the fourth member. <laughs> to be honest. Wow, wow. He was the I fourth told, member I, of the I've show. Told you Z. this. I've told now Chad, he might I be the Katie third. Was, I'll yeah, tell I know, you this. Right? I, so I'd like to welcome our newest third stuff, host. <laughs> but I only go oh and melt if they're my dogs. Fair enough, I guess. I suppose. I I guess. Yeah. But whatever, everyone's entitled to live their life how they like. Okay. I guess we know who is one cute. to get. Oh, it's adorable. Wait, how does the cat feel about? Oh God, now we've got. Oh, Dimitri's super old. He he doesn't care at all. He doesn't he care. Just, okay, he just hang out. Uh, the other cat, uh, Siri, uh, Henry chases Siri around and tries to bite her legs. Naturally. She's not super on on. But but that being said, Siri will just walk up and like walk right by him. And uh, him and Gary haven't had too much time together yet. Gary Gary tends to avoid him. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Just tried. He just licked Dimitri's nose, so I guess that's going well. Yeah, best buds, best buds. Yeah, um, yeah and Trouted is is great. I, I'm still it's great. Yeah, I, I this stick is by being like overwhelmed, World. but yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. And and just like Power World, this is one of those games where it's got a long way to go. It's got. I think they already have a road map for this. They maybe, should, I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking yeah. of Power World, but I think you're right. Um, yeah, the, the mining and deformation, by the way, some of the best I've seen in any game like this. Like, I, I don't know I, if you saw my base. I don't know if you noticed in my base. My entire base was underground. I saw, yeah. No, yeah. no, so chat was very I built, quick to just be like, just build, because I literally, Co, I'm not kidding around. I sat there for an hour pissed off because, like, I don't want to build. Like, I'm so, you guys don't understand how overwhelming this is for my fucking brain to comprehend. And everyone's like, just build, build underground. So then I started building underground and I was like, okay, this is like not bad. And then all it took was one block that I built too far down. And it just fucked everything <laughs> up to where it went like, derp. And I was like, I can't do it. 
I can't do it. It's got to be completely well, you, flat or when nothing. When you dug ground, when you dug uh, ground, did you do the foundation removal trick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my mouse okay. just I I could have just right clicked, but I think I like committed. You should always it build it back. Or yeah, something. yeah. But I mean, any, that's that's one of the things I like about the building system. Anything you do, you can fix. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, they even have like a terrain dirt tool. You can sculpt with the terrain. Yeah. The whole whole system you can use to flatten it. Like it's wild. It's it very kind of in works. depth. Uh, it's even crazier. No, what I'm going to do next time is I'm actually going to do like an entire underground like village castle deal. Like, oh. uh, like yeah, you know, I'm going to do like a whole big build. Funny enough, when I when I when I realized that's what I wanted to do is when I knew my playthrough now was done when because I was like, all right, yeah, because it was like I I realized I was setting like an eighty hour goal. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't I can't do this in EA, dude. Like, I know I'm going to return to this game. It's it, there's just enough jankiness in it to where you know I I it needs some patches and stuff and yeah yeah. Yeah, but I, I no question. I cannot wait for this game to keep evolving. It, I feel the same way about this game as Valheim right now. Like it's just, it's just a fantastic game, and it's only going to get better. Yep, yep. I like the classes. We we didn't even talk about that, but you can like spec your character to do different oh, yeah. things. You could be a mage. You could be an archer. You could be a warrior. You could be different classes. Need some yeah serious work, but <laughs> yeah. For the most part, the class fantasy I think is there, but you have to get kind of deep into it for it to really be fully realized. They, and even then, they don't give you enough keystones to, like, really, like, heal it. And it's also kind of weird. Like, Assassin? The Assassin class is just a ranged DPS class. Yeah. Yeah, the like, names it, it, there's are just, there's a lot of There's a lot of weirdness that don't really line up. There's no class for, like, stealth. There's a whole stealth system, but then no class that really does stealth. Yeah. Like, again, there's there's a lot of... It's clearly uh, an alpha version yeah. of their skill class. And they've already said they're going to be working on it, so... For sure. Yeah. They're, also, the heal stuff is just dumb. Apparently, if you just want to easy mode the game, you just spec into that AOE heal and put points in. And I thought that like, was going to be broken. It, yeah, like, apparently it it's broken. just broken. Dumb. Yeah, it's broken. just amazing. Yeah. So it's uh, I've heard I've heard nothing but but good things. They apparently if you're ah, a solo that player like, like cheating. Just what was that again? <laughs> in the uh, a healing spec, the passive. I, I, I just want to avoid it. You should do it. It's a passive so sure. that just heals it gives you. you AOE passive regen based on how much int you have, and you can pump that up. So it's like it gives you like this crazy regen mechanic that's that's really really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Arguably needs some. Well, that was cute. Thing. Yeah, the dog's making noise. It's good. He well, wants to add to the show. Well, he wants well, to add to the show. At this point, he's <laughs> he's just chilling. Uh, cool. That uh, that's enshrouded. Uh, I'm sure it'll pop back up in some point. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, let's, you know, we got 35 ish minutes till Carrie joins us to talk about about, let's talk Yakuza. Have you played it at all? Zeke? Have you, cause you, you were doing CD Ramathon, no. right? I love, I love how you did that. Like you had to like, okay, let's, well, let's no, no, no. I know, I know. I, I did, I, yeah. That, I don't mean it that way. Um, I, I came off that way. I totally understand, but yeah, uh, I, I can be super quick. Like, and I'm sure Zeke could do. I mean, no, no, it's, it's, I, I'm, I, I am going to be playing it. I will be playing it on stream. You're I'm streaming. Wait a couple of months okay. until it kind of dies out. Oh, for the record, it doesn't have any. End. Yeah. There, there is no hype to die out. That's, that is like the streamer centric. Well, not only that, but it. like the, the, the second part of that sentence is, and so people who would watch me get a chance to play it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so they don't miss because it's like, no I, I'm going to play this uh, spoilers, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Um, sorry, I was, I was reading uh, DF chat. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have any hype around it. You guys are, I, I've seen that for sure. Um, but Yakuza, the really? other one. I've seen really. people like like big names talking about it. Is that not the- Well, it, people are hyped to play it, but uh-huh. people are not hyped to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most Yakuza games are very similar to CRPGs, I found, in terms of the way that, that they stream, where the first yeah. couple days you play it are are generally normal viewership or higher, and then every single day past that, your numbers will go down. Yeah. That's normal. That's just that's that's part of streaming games like this. It happens to almost every long-term CRPG and RPG in many cases. So, you know, especially yeah. if you play in non-English. Yeah. Yeah, that'll make a, a big input as well. And you're um, gonna you're gonna do Japanese, right? Zeke? Are you playing in Japanese or English? I've thought about that. I've honestly thought about that. Um I played most of the games, like or I played all of the Yakuza games in the original Japanese. And uh, no shit. I find my viewer like because I I think I I switched halfway through on uh, uh, the most recent Judgment Lost Judgment, and I switched yeah. to English halfway through, and I I in fact did see a viewership bump, um because people can just listen rather than have to pay attention to subtitles. Yep, stuff like that. So Where I don't I, know. Oh. I honestly don't know. I haven't decided yet. But the, I'm, the I'm thing... leaning toward Japanese <clears throat> just because. I've done all the 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 yeah, like a dragon games in Japanese. Yeah, <clears throat> the big thing and for us to consider, you know, some of them. That's true. It's very it's very strange hearing Young Ye as Kiryu. Like I, I I he's not bad. I don't think he's bad, but it's very strange hearing a non Kiryu Kiryu. <laughs> I don't know how else to yeah. say it. Like yeah. it's just it's so weird. It's not, it's it's the same way I felt about Shadow Warrior three, where it was like that's not my wang. Not a bad wang. I'm not comfortable with this wang. Not a bad wang. Sure. But I, I like my wang. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. I get it. I understand it. Yep. Um, so review wise, that game came out and people touted it as like the best Yakuza is is what a lot yeah. of reviews are saying. Uh you're how many hours in and do you feel that Ooh. so far? Mm, hours better than zero though. That's what people are saying. They're saying it's the best in the series. I am currently 42 hours into Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Okay. Um, I'm on chapter 6 of 12, 13, 14. Okay. Um, one of the best games I've ever played of any genre. Yeah, really? Okay. Judging by your chats, man, it's, if it, if it, it's, not a clear, it's not clearly better than Zero, but it is arguable. Because we got people on both sides, so that's The thing that's is, cool. is that's really cool to yeah, Zero is... And it, this is going to sound so weird. Bear with me. <laughs> Zero, compared to Infinite Wealth, is actually a somewhat focused Yakuza. Sure. Like, with Zero, you have, like, even though there's tons of minigames everywhere and a huge world to explore and all that kind of stuff, like, in Yakuza, you feel like everything is kind of revolving around your characters and what they're doing. Infinite Wealth, it... I mean, you are in this giant city that feels alive. You're constant. I'm in chapter six. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. Like your characters feel like they're playing kind of like their own lives instead of starring roles. So that makes everything else feel like it's more on your level instead of you on a pillar above everything else. And it's just the amount of like side content and mini games and the care that's gone into them. I mean, this is a, this is a full RPG, full top to bottom RPG. It has a, Full Pokemon minigame with multiple levels. 
It has a completely optional roguelite dungeon. It's got an entire fully fleshed out, I've already spent 10 plus hours in it, Animal Crossing minigame, which, let's be blunt, the Animal Crossing minigame does things better than the actual Animal Crossing does. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's wild how much they put in this game to make it feel so much bigger than similar things. Like, it feels... Like you're getting, you're getting slightly tired of one thing. Cool. Go do another thing. Getting slightly tired of that. Cool. Go do another thing or just explore around or just do side quests, which have been great so far, or go do the main story. Like as the last thing of, you know, your list of 10 things to do in the game. Um, it's, it's really wild. And what's even crazier is all of it's fun. I've spent 42 hours in this game. Felt like I've spent five in it. Like, and I keep finding new things and I'm only on chapter six and Yakuza is notorious for introducing new things as you get through the chapters. There's even post game stuff. So yeah. it's like, it's, it is like a dragon infinite wealth is Ryu Gagotoku at its finest. It is, it is phenomenal. The only big issue I'd have, and the only issue I know I'm going to have, and I'm kind of disappointed about this is apparently they put so much in the freaking game <coughs> that it is super easy to power creep. It is apparently uh. very easy to get to a point where you're like one rounding everything. And that kind of sucks. I, I am. I haven't, I don't know a lot about the end game. I'm purposefully kind of staying away from it. And I do know that they, you know, may have put in some challenge stuff and things later, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that for people like me that are planning on doing, you know, a nearly everything playthrough that there's still going to be challenges at the end game. Yeah. So, and of course the, fortunately I say the, the end game, but you know, for $10 more, you can get new game plus. No. Yeah. I saw. Thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't even, I even, I don't know a lot about the new game plus stuff. So I'm not, I'm not, I know that they're trying to pay for it, which absolutely sucks. There's a lot of DLC for this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. a lot of but, that. But that being said, um, the game's incredible. The base game, like, like we were talking about earlier about, I think 70 bucks for this is a no brainer with the amount of content you're going to get, especially if you're already a Yakuza. So, and, and I also like to say the, uh, NA voice acting. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like, That's like good. I can't. I can't hear that. We, we switched to Japanese to do some of the karaoke and hearing Ichiban Kasuga in his Japanese voice felt the same way as hearing Kiryu in his NA voice. Like I like, like, uh, uh, Kaiji Tang does such a good job as Ichiban Kasuga that hearing it even well-performed in Japanese was like, this is weird. Huh. I want, I want the other guy back. <laughs> like he's he's just he does such a good job as Ichiban that that's his voice that's that's that character to me now is that voice so um it's really good it's really good yeah I'm I'm having a great time with it cool great yeah I've heard uh nothing but the same from everyone that's been playing it so I love I love how all the I love how I say specifically in my opinion for me and all these people are like no not even close that's so wrong that's terrible it's like that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you think it's not even close for me on my opinions. It happens, but yeah, people get over it. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and blue eyed Rose just coming out with it. I respect your opinions, but they're wrong. There you go. But that's respect, the correct. But I'll respect. That's them. how you say it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. How you say it right. But I'll respect them. <laughs> right. uh, cool. How, how many hours is that game? I've heard like over a hundred. Are you going to be able to finish um, it before final so fantasy? Gene, I guess. Gene Park. Yeah. Dean Park uh, tweeted that he did not do the Pokemon game and barely did the Animal Crossing game, did not do all the side stories, and it took him 75 hours. Jeez. Okay. That's a lot. 
Yeah, that's that's a big chunk of a game. You got you got a month to finish. Oh, before it. oh before Final Fantasy. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's that's easy. Yeah, no question. You'll be okay. No problem. I'm I'm trying to figure out what games I'm going to play before Final Fantasy. That's There's... where I'm at right now. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we do have demos this week, so um, probably a bunch of that. Uh, I I should I... probably take this guy back before. Okay. Uh, I will talk here, so about I'll, I'll two right games. Back. I'll save the one that I was going to talk about so you get back because uh, I think you will want to play it. Let's talk Zeke. We can talk about your favorite game. Yeah. Grand Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how you knew I was watching every stream you did. I, I yeah. am on my trash. I, it says my trash count is definitely not Zeke. Yeah, I don't know. I can I can be short. Uh, so when Co sits down, we can move on to a, another game. Um, it's rare that I run into a thing where I'm like, this is actually like I'm having a blast, but it's like so fucking weeby. Like it is the weebiest game I have played in a very long time. Uh, please expound. I don't even. I mean. In the final, at one point in this game, there was, <laughs> there was seven people talking at the same time, all in like dialogue with in-game voices happening while they're shouting the names of all their abilities with like the bad boss, the big bad guy talking at the same time. And I just, I had to like, I had to take a second and just pause to like center my being because it's like <laughs> it was way too much um but all right hold on hold on I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna ruin your chat for just a second let's hear it uh, jp's chat i want you to to put your favorite shouted move put the, put it in the chat like you know like megafistal oh i don't know or if they i don't know if they have one i'm curious i don't know if they have one. Oh, okay uh, no, I'm just wondering if there's something that gets repeated a lot, like there's Shadow Dragon Blade, Shadow Dragon Blade. No, it's like it's not like that level. It's just see how this dialogue's oh, okay. happening in the bottom center of the screen? Everything in this game's voiced. Like everything in this oh. game is voiced. And they just do the thing where they expound just constantly, just nonstop, just blah 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 blah. Bibbity blah bitty hippity hoppity. I sound like I hate this game. It's actually quite the opposite. I think this game's fantastic. Um, dude we just got done shitting on pal world for like half an hour and i love the game yeah <laughs> like, it's yeah okay. it's it, it just like, it's a lot yeah. it's very it's incredibly weeby um that being said uh what is this game it's an action rpg that turns into monster hunter which is really okay. weird for solo monster hunter though no it's right? it's group play it, the end game is all online well, you can solo it, but the the entire oh. end of the game is like multiplayer. Oh, is, okay. And none of the main game is multiplayer um, in terms of the actual story stuff. But yeah, I'm having an absolute blast with it. I finished the story. It took about 10 hours and now I'm in the end game. Uh, I've just started the end game and it's around 100 hours of content uh, at the end game with just like tons of different bosses and like uh only like an mmo <laughs> yeah in a lot of ways yeah um grand blue fantasy is an ip that is from a gotcha game like 
I think it's one of the original gotcha games or one of the big original gotcha games, I should say. Um, and it's absolutely massive in, uh, in its gotcha-ness, like everyone knows it to be. None of that is present in here. Um, you, you can't, there's no, there's nothing to buy except for, uh, like just your normal DLC stuff. None of it's actually in game. Um, okay. you, you don't like, you don't have pulls for the different characters. You just have the different characters that you can grab and, and use whoever you want. Um, it's like a four person party. The multiplayer stuff is very monster huntery, um, in the sense that you load into missions, uh, and each mission is like kill this boss and you have different parameters in certain amount of times and blah, blah, blah. Now, as far as the group play goes, does it, is it, you control the main character and then they do auto what they do, or you set them to do, or you do it within like action wise. Like I need you to heal me now. Do it now. Um, the AI does their own thing. You control okay, your okay. character and you don't really dictate what the AI is doing at all. Uh, and then okay. in multiplayer, you kind of can have roles. I haven't hit like the hard uh, multiplayer levels yet, um, but I've heard that yeah. stuff gets pretty hard. You have heals and whatnot, different potions that you can use for yourself. Um, but yeah, this is one of the boss fights. The boss fights in this game are really the main star. Um, this is just like a normal humanoid, but at one point the game... <laughs> kind of turns into like uh, a little Final Fantasy 16-ish where you're fighting giant dragons. It turns into uh, um, Shadow of the Colossus at one point where you're fighting like giant mechs. Uh, there's... Go on. Yeah, it's it's kind of got all of that. Like this one's cool. <laughs> Look how like there's so much shit happening in this fight where you're you're having to like kill the different... Hell, dude. Yeah, you're having to kill the different weapons and like you could it's absolutely wild i was very surprised by how much i enjoy the the combat in this game um of it just being like kind of mindless kind of dumb fun just watching things happen watching things explode is it fully voice acted everything in this game is fully voice acted yeah um everything in this game is fully voice acted be careful though you missed it at the beginning they do all talk at a lot of times at the same time and it's very oh. overbearing. Uh, oh, well, it, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Like if, if like tales of Vesperia or, or what, whatever the most, Star uh, Rondo, Starfall Rondo. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not on that level. They're not saying their abilities. They're saying like the in game lore, but tales of Arise. That's what I wanted to say. Um, and you can, uh, someone in my chat said you can play as any of the characters. Yes. So you can choose your class and so to speak. Yep. Yep. You can play as any of them. Uh, and that's, awesome you can kind of choose whatever I, I played a ranged character that that's the person i played there um and they're all characters from the the gotcha game i guess at, at one point are in that so they're you kind of start the game with five or six people that it kind of just expects you to know um because they're Fuck, all dude. characters that exist uh within the grand blue ip so God damn! The more I the more I look at this, the more and more I'm like, this is a casino. This is a casino game. This oh is a yeah, fucking it feels great. Machine. It feels great yeah. just like shooting things. Um, it also runs. I run. I play it at 4K 120. I never dropped below 120 frames for the 20 hours that I put into it. Not that it's like super impressive in the battle sequences. Uh, if I could show like. Oh, that's a different I'm curious if you can play different characters and the, the AI all does the shit. Can you just play like the healer of the group and let your AI do yep. shit? 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. The healers still deal damage and stuff like that, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they they can like mostly heal. So, uh, and the funny funny thing to me is that this game's doing exceptionally well on Steam. I think it crossed over like a hundred thousand people concurrent, uh, and is in like the top. Wow. I think it was beating Yakuza. Granted, that could be a console favored release, but beating Yakuza and beating Persona on like Friday in terms of concurrent users. So there's a lot of people playing, uh, which is which is awesome. Um, so. I'll probably keep playing the um yeah the third most popular JRPG ever on Steam was the the headline going around in terms of just people playing. So doing quite well. Um this is what I wanted to show to Co. If you're looking for something to play. Uh this is the demo for Oh god, now I'm gonna blank on the name. Hold on, let me pull is it up. Dungeonborn? No, it is oh. God damn it, Chad. Oh, this is that mech building game. Light Lightyear Frontier. Lightyear Frontier. Yeah. Yeah. Out this isn't demo. out, is it? No, a there's demo. a demo for it. Um, that has about, I would say, a stream's worth of content. Uh, this game's gonna be really fun. This it's yep. it's it very I, uh, gorgeous game. This, and it this runs is Stardew well Valley cool. with robots. Yeah, I, I I've been sold on this game since the second I, I saw it, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting to, for it to get to a point where, you know, I can actually put some time into it. Yeah. Good to know it's coming along well, though. That's great. It's great. It's really good. Um, Stardew Valley with robots. Did anyone else, did you, you guys did, uh, watch the Netflix series, Love Death Robots? I had a lot I of people talk of it, about yeah. that. When it I looks was like the, that one episode, if you've, if you've watched it, the one, the one uh, vignette. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had exactly. Uh, First point. thing I thought, I was like, "Big robots fighting and farming." Yeah, hell yeah! I had a ton of people mention that um, suits. That's very good. Lightyear Frontier. Yeah. It's got a demo. If you're looking for some to play, it's not going to take an afternoon from you. Definitely check this out. It's worth it. Oh. Um, either of you check out the Nine Gill demo. We don't need to spend too long on. No, it. I didn't. I I was kind of sad because like I missed getting a key. And, uh, and I'm, and I, I had a connection with one of the people that did it though. And I was like, Hey, can I get a key? And I'm going to play tomorrow morning. And they were like, yeah, you know, we could do that, but it closes tonight at six. And I was like, didn't you open yesterday? <laughs> like, yeah. So my Lord. Okay. They, they announced uh nine gal. Uh, here's some nine gal. They announced nine gal, uh, was playable. And originally it was playable for, I think three hours on Friday. And then they extended that by five hours till like 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and anyone could play. You just went to the Steam page and hit request access, and it just immediately gave you access. Um, that being said, I don't, I didn't have that great of a time with the game. And I think that might have been because of how it was structured. The way that this was purely a stress test for the game because they oh, give small. you. Oh, do, do, Damn it, JP. I had to do it. I had to see what was going to happen. Uh, you you load, uh, like you get into the game and they kind of just gave you a little bit of everything so you could kind of see what the game was all about. Um, and so there was no progression, like no standard progression that you have in a survival game of like. Apparently hunting children was in. Yeah, that's not a, that's Bambi. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I was just checking out to see, I was seeing what was going to happen. You got to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing is, might have been my hardware situation. I was trying to fish. I died. Spoilers right here. But 
every time that I tried to fish <laughs> after this, uh, it crashed. And I, I had Bro, about, are you on the top of the mountain? Like, I can see water, so this yeah. is probably a good spot. Let yeah, just... I was. I was. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I had about 20 crashes in the, like, 50 to 60 minutes that I played. Um, that was not the Ooh. case for everyone. There's one right here. Um, that was not the case for everyone. It was the case for me. And so I didn't have that great of an experience with it. Um, I don't know mm. what other people were, uh, having in terms of their experience. The UI is a little bit much. Uh, you couldn't really glean that. I don't, we don't need to see my, my goofs here. Um, the UI is a little bit busy, um, in it, but like, I am interested enough to play it whenever it comes out in early access, just to see like what it's all about and like how it is and and kind of go through the actual mechanics and survival aspects of the game. Um, It did look pretty for when I was playing it. Like it, it was a well look, uh, well graphic game. (laughs) Is that a quad barrel pistol? It is a quad barrel pistol. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really? That's what you're like, not the umbrella. Of the umbrella for no reason. Like, I, what's the umbrella? Uh, the umbrella <laughs> obviously to safe fall, right? Uh, yes, I think that does benefit. Wait, really? Um, yes, I think it does benefit. Uh, it also stops Do you from getting. Do not try that. It stops you from getting. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on penguin. <laughs> uh, it stops you from getting wet. The game has a lot of different like uh, elemental uh, aspects to it. Of like your hot you're wet you're blah 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 blah, and all the different like armors that. and stuff um i, I like that just 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 that comment alone could have been seen as so snarky but that makes a lot of sense it helps you from not getting wet yeah yeah did you think about that co oh yeah, yeah. i got uh dummy there was uh in in one of the the weather moments in the game it started hailing and uh, they were not oh. kind in the damage that that hail does. I had to quickly get under a building or I was going to die. Uh, That's so, my hail. Yeah, I, I had to get some uh, some okay some hail situated. Um, it also had an arachnophobia mode in the settings, so of course I had to run into the spiders very quickly, and I did not enjoy that. They were on a beach. Funny enough, I don't know why they were on a beach. Where they go to sunbathe, bro. But yeah, they, they're pretty terrifying. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I, I crashed so much. I didn't really get a chance to experience too much of the like loop of the game. And it was also super short. It was literally like two hours initially. And if I remember something wasn't like the, one of the big kind of sticks of this game is that you could like build portals to other worlds yes. and that you go to other ones. I'm guessing you didn't do any of that, right? I, I started to try to build the portal and then I went to the wrong. There's, there was like a different tier of portal that I was trying a different test that I went to. And it was like the next level up. And so I went oh. to the wrong one and then I started crashing more and it's like, fuck it. I'm good. I wanted to check out light year after that, but Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with this. Um, it seems like their stress test was successful and everything that they said. I'm just surprised oh. you don't, you don't see that that often. You don't see people like the last stress test I can think of was Diablo four. And that was cause it's Diablo four and they ran into so many issues with Diablo three. So they were trying to figure out how server stuff was going to work for them. Um, so I'm really wondering like, if this was a test of their server infrastructure or like what, what they were really getting at um, for 
the testing if, if they are building their own infrastructure then it absolutely could have been an, a real stress test not a pr stress test i don't i don't think it was pr at all yeah 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 then I, I think most likely they were testing the hardware they were they were seeing how because i mean a lot of this stuff you you can sure you can emulate load as much as possible but it's never going to be exactly the same as real load yeah so yeah so yeah. water looks um, pretty yeah it's very very uh i can the spiders are about to pop up i'll i'll leave it on the screen till we do that um what else either of you play tekken 8 did you jump in at all still still as kicky and punchy as ever yeah you might want to play the the uh single player of tekken 8 it it might if you enjoyed that mortal Kombat thing you might want to play okay i dropped in somebody's stream that you was might playing play tekken. That tekken 8 I st- I, I, all i gotta know is is or all i all i gotta say is i thought i had i've never i've never played a, any tekken basically at all okay i mean I, I played back in the day when it was like super pixely and i could play a guy that had a cat head yeah that's what i remember about tekken um but i dropped into somebody's stream and this is gonna sound spoilery but then if you realize it's in my context you're you, whatever so there was like a demon dude, and then some other guy was like, well, now I've got to grow my wings. And then he pops his wings out, and all of a sudden it goes back. He's like, it's like white winged guy versus devil guy. And I was like, what am I watching? And I watched that for about 30 seconds, and then was like, okay, this is clear. Like, I have no idea at what is happening. And yeah, so. Of all mm. the things I have played. Full anime, I know, right? Yeah. yeah, of all the things I have played in the past, I would say three four years tekken 8 single player is the most anime thing i've ever played <laughs> it is ever it, uh, in the past couple of years I, this I think guy plays grand blue it yeah like it is fun and it's like it's not it's not bad and like it's it's what you want from anime which is just pure like bullshittery of like power levels of like a fuck a demon fighting another demon who then powers up and turns into and then you're in you're in space but then you're back on like it it is and then there's a giant bear who's got a rocket powered fish and you've got an AI person who removes her head and throws it at you in the middle of combat and it's it's just fucking awesome it was so awesome it was just a complete 4 hour blissful experience that you to don't really fair, have to do much. I did go to the Arizona desert to find myself a peyote. And what you're saying is very similar. To yeah. What I went through. It's, it's just, it's great. Play Tekken eight. It's if you're only going to play Tekken eight for the single player, it it's a kind of a steep buy. It's literally four hours long. It is not a long single player experience. Um, and it's not difficult, <sighs> but like, man, it's real stupid in all the best ways. Um, there's there's a there's a coffee girl and the entire time she just talks about how she's from uh hey there's my boy Who's okay that? so he's still there great paul uh, the, the dude with the with the tiger head apparently he's oh still king around. yeah king 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 yeah, yeah. my man yeah there he is yeah it yeah pretty good with him it's so it's just <laughs> it's just a stupid fun game uh and then there's like the whole actual fighting game aspect which is very good um to it, how right? does it rate how does tekken rate against like street fighter mortal Kombat, like is is tekken like a pillar with them or is it like a side quest pillar yeah Te- tekken's huge now 
I, I would say Tekken yeah. 7 really it solidified. It so differently from the other two. It really does, yeah. I would say Tekken yeah. 7 like solidified uh, itself, and, and maybe even before that, but for me, 7 was like, Tekken's not fucking around, and now with this, they're like, it's huge. It's it's one of the best fighting games uh, to come out in a very long time. Like it, I would. A lot of people are saying it's better than six at the moment. Um, if if you're looking for that type of ranking on it, so good it, question. Is is my boy down there actually a cat person, or is he just wearing a mass cat head thing? Did, did they ever talk about that? I always wondered that when I was younger. Those are spoilers. Oh God, really? Ah! Those are spoilers. <laughs> those are how does it rate against guilty gear uh for my own interest i would say i'm still guilty gear pilled apparently chat does not care that it's a spoiler (laughs) (laughs) i'm mostly messing around yeah i'm mostly messing around uh but yeah for my interest seek i'm still guilty gear uh fan but it's only because i'm bad at tekken um i haven't taken the time to like play it there was this weird issue because the game is peer-to-peer and it's multiplayer that uh it's a rollback yes it, i i can't answer that confidently because i don't actually know the specifics around it but yes and no is what i will say chat will probably be mm. a better resource <laughs> so there. i'm just gonna say maybe maybe yeah <laughs> i i think there's rollback mechanics to it um but it's not full rollback it's like their their own brand of rollback i guess is how ah, I chat, yep yep someone in just chat says it's their own thing but similar yeah and then Susie said it's rollback yeah um it's great though. There's 32 characters in it, which is wild for a, a fighting game to launch with that many characters. They've already announced their first DLC is Eddie Gordo. So if you're just an absolute demon of an individual and play Eddie Gordo, you can buy them. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only character like fucking idiot noobs can be competitive with at least a little bit. You're, you're you know, it's like Jack's from, from look at that guy's MP2. hair. Yeah. Oh, that's Paul. And here's Kuma. The giant bear who uses a rocket powered fish. Also Panda, who is an actual character in this game. It's absurd. It Tekken 8's great. You should play it. Uh if you're at all in. See, look at Kuma Oh god, Johnson. I like his I like his jacket. Uh well yeah, he's he uses the Haihachi uh fighting style. Uh and so that's why he's wearing that headband, because it's very As you do. Haihachi pilled, yeah. Anyways, Tekken 8's wild. Um anything else? We got like handful of minutes before uh before carrie joins us auto skate three dark urge is awesome yeah enjoying yeah, that honor mode it's been a lot of fun okay yeah, honor ish mode zeke for you i know cd ramathon is a thing is a thing that's just wrapped over? up yeah he just wrapped it up yeah yep. yeah good a yep, good I month put a uh a tier list on my twitter for, or my ex if you want to go look at it <laughs> Uh, I rated all, uh, how many games did I play? I want to say 19. Let me just check real quick. Uh, yeah, 19 games. I, I ranked them on a tier maker thing. Uh, thank you, Juice Orange, for making that for me. Uh, and yeah, there's, I mean, there's some oh. easy wins. Like Morrowind was an easy win, but some games I didn't see coming like that I would enjoy, like Dracula, <laughs> short but fucking phenomenal. It had a lot of like, and it wasn't phenomenal because of like how good the game is. It was phenomenal because of like how good it looked for back then. And then you were just like, you marveled at like the character, like animation and the voice acting and stuff like that, because it was really, really good. There's, I mean, obviously it's older, so it looks a little weird, but fuck, it's short, sweet, 
didn't overstay its welcome. I loved it. Um, games I didn't know I was going to enjoy. Heroes of Might and Magic 2. Fuck. Ooh, that's I a had good one. no idea. Two. Yeah, man. That's a good one. That I would like. I, 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 I spent a little while getting it to run right. And then I, I played through the first campaign situation, whatever. Uh, you know, because in the, in the campaign, there's like 11 like nodes that you go down to beat the game. Yeah. And I played through the first one and I really enjoyed it. And everybody was like, Dude, here's a mind magic, magic three improves on all that shit, and you're gonna like. So I've made a plan that sometime in, during this year I'm going to fire up. Uh, here's a mind magic three, not on CD-ROM. I'll be using, cool. you know, <laughs> I'll be playing on GOG or whatever. Cool. Um, and then yeah, there was there were some real losers that that don't don't even bear mentioning. <laughs> okay. And one one game series that I'm so glad to be done with. And no, I will not be playing the remake. Is Alone in the Dark? I played ah, the yeah. remake. It's nothing games, like the least, originals. You should totally play the at remake. least a little bit. And I no, no. Yes. yes, they have the name on it. That's bad enough for me not to ever pick it up. I'm gonna change my hundred. Not even the not even the fucking dude from Stranger Things can make me want to play this <laughs> fucking game. I'm changing my hundred month game to the new Alone in the Dark. Oof. I'm gonna. Done. Done. All right. You pissed them off. Way to go. Someone had to. Real, real I quick. Knew someone real quick. Would. Yep, doing it. Okay. Real quick. Um, before we go, I also got an hour of Stormgate. Yeah. Stormgate. How'd you? How'd you like? I got a lot of questions about that. I it it From ran very smooth. It ran yeah. very smooth. It felt very much like Starcraft. There were some cool improvements, but it was I was I was stuck in the rock paper scissors opening of the beginning of like trying to figure out the best early counter because everyone was early countering. So, yeah. You know, got scout rushed a bunch of times. Got uh, ship rushed. Um, got rushed a lot of times. But no, I mean it feels cool. I think I think it would have been uh, apparently it goes into open beta in uh, it's this a, a, a little yeah this weekend. This week, so yeah. I'd love for you to who has a lot more information to give it a try and let us know. But anyway, uh, we're maybe. into interview time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah. Uh, Zeke, up. you said you wanted to do some shout outs real quick before uh, we do. Yeah, this I'll take so off and let you guys. Out. Okay, take it away. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will let you do that real so quick. Don't feel, no one feels rushed or anything. All right, cool. Thank you guys very much for being here. My name is Ezekiel Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore III on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. I want to thank JP and Co for being wonderful co-hosts, and uh, thank you to um, Carrie Patel for joining us. Even though I won't be here, they have plenty of questions for you. So thank you for coming on the show, even though I won't be asking you anything or making fart jokes. So I'm out of here. Thank you. Uh, I will be uh, doing demo days all week next week, 10 a.m. Pacific, Tuesday through Saturday. Just going to be Steam Next Fest demos and indies and stuff like that. So that's what's coming up. Thanks for watching. Fantastic. Give us a really silly looking face uh, so that we have to stare at it for the entire next 30 minutes. Oh, that's a Wait, good one. You, you have to close the call. Okay, he good. He did. All right, great. See, now what would have been what would have been better is if he just stayed that way the entire like just moving a little bit. This is the what entire we're stuck interview. with. This is what we're stuck with. And we're gonna bring in our guest, Carrie Patel, the game director of Avowed. Uh Carrie, first question. How do you feel about Zeke's uh final uh closing shot here? I it's going to be very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, he didn't, we didn't know this was going to be a thing. Sorry. Just bring that to you I love it. At the start of it. Uh, it was also fun watching uh, a, a live audience member, our first maybe on the show, respond to the, uh, 
the bullshittery that we were saying. So thank you for that. I was watching <laughs> the camera as we were discussing whatever we were just discussing. But anyways, our time is short. Uh, let's talk about it's been uh, two weeks, I think, since that Xbox event where you guys were finally able to kind of peel back the veil of the game. And since then, you've kind of been on like a media tour, uh, as it were, if there is such a thing in, in games these days. Uh, and you've got to see the community kind of respond to the game and even respond to some of those community uh, comments and, and posts and whatnot. How are you finding that whole process so far? How, how has like the unveiling been for you and, and the team at large? Yeah, it, you know, it's been great. It's the, the funny thing about game development is you spend so much time working quietly on something. And, you know, for, for a few years, it's your day in, your day out, you know, what your focus is. And then there are kind of these little moments when finally you can start to talk about it, start to share your progress. Um, you know, and the thing that's always that's always exciting right now is, you know, we, we showed something uh, for... Um, uh, showcase last June. Um, mm. We showed a little bit more at Developer Direct a couple weeks ago, as you mentioned. Um, so we're getting to share more and more. Um, but, you know, all of that is while the game is still in progress, obviously. And so, you know, I it's one of the heartening things is has been seeing fans um, call out some of the things that we are actively working on, like, uh, you know, the sense of hitting and impacts as you're attacking enemies. It's like, Yep, uh, what y'all saw was uh, still a few weeks behind where we were, even when that footage was released, just because <laughs> of the nature of the way these things are put together, <laughs> and the team's been working on it. So it's kind of nice to say, like, yep, they saw it, we know it, trust us, we're working on it. <laughs> Is there Are there members of the team when that happens and you get to go and read all the different comments, are there members of the team that bring it to a meeting of just saying, like, see, I told you, like, that's what they're saying. <laughs> Does that happen like internally where you guys are able to to use that as uh, you know collaborative feedback for the game? It's definitely a point of discussion. Um, you know, like if and, and you've got people who you know follow that sort of commentary a lot more closely. People who tend to be a little bit less engaged with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've definitely got enough people who follow that stuff uh, closely enough that you know if there's something that's coming up a lot in commentary, we're probably talking about it internally. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, Co, I know you are, you've been following Avowed since like the second it was announced. You can't stop talking about it. I'm going to let you kind of lead the the rest of the discussion <laughs> here because you have a bunch of different questions to ask. So please go ahead. Sure. Okay. So first of all, Carrie, thank you for so much for, for coming on today. Um, this has been, uh, it's, it's amazing being able to talk to you about this stuff. I, I know many of my community are, are diehard Obsidian fans and Actually, you know what? Let's just, let's just get right into it. So one of the reasons we're Obsidian fans is because you guys have had a lot of phenomenal games over the years. When I am asked what my favorite CRPGs are, uh, when it comes to like story, one of the first ones I always say is Pillars of Eternity 1. Like that, that was one of those games that showed me just how amazing stories can be delivered through this medium. So for players like me, for, for us that, you know, we'd love to see OP, a POE 3, but Avowed comes out and then we hear, oh man, it's Iniora. Like, this is incredible. What is this game going to do outside of the location for people like me that like are, we have hundreds of hours in, in Eora in the CRPG. What is going to translate into a vow for us? 
So one of the things that I think was really distinct about um, Pillars of Eternity 1 and Dead Fire, just in terms of, you know, the the way we frame the player's role in the world. Like with, with all of our games, I think we try to leave what we think of as a player-shaped hole at the center of the experience where it's like, yes, we have a central premise. We have some conflicts we're putting you into. We have situations that we're dropping you into to navigate. Um, you know, but the, the core of choice and consequence for us is about letting players express who they are in this world, um, navigate complicated and nuanced choices. You know, oftentimes there are not easy or predictably easy, you know, right and wrong answers, um, which is one of the things I, I, you know, really love about this style of game. Um, so there's certainly that, but, you know, I think, I think something that returning Pillars fans will definitely recognize is the idea that you have this, um, this very grounded political story, you know, where uh, factions and nations and people, you know, operate within, I guess, kind of like a real politic framework. Um, and alongside that is this much more, um, is this very thoughtful metaphysical story of the gods and souls and, you know, kind of these deeper, slightly more abstract topics. And in all of the Pillars of Eternity games, including Avowed, you have both of these stories running in parallel and you have a player character who is right between them with a foot in each of these worlds um, that sort of explains why they are uniquely able to influence events, why their choices matter so much for the outcome of the world. And it, it kind of gives them these two very interesting vectors to play off of as they're defining defining their place in the setting and and you know figuring out where they're going to push it great uh any follow-up comments on that zeke okay great um so we excited. also have some he's very <laughs> excited for about <laughs> so um just a lot of these questions by the way some are going to be like just quick yes no ones and then sure. others are going to be like what we just heard that was a fantastic answer thank you for that um so for for uh, going into the more kind of, of, of from PoE to where we are now, um, one thing that I know a lot of people absolutely loved is the dive into full voice acting for PoE mm -hmm. 2. Um, how are we doing with that and about? Is Avowed fully voice acting? Yes. I mean, so except for the player character, you know, in keeping with... In keeping with the Outer Worlds, your companions, your uh, non-player characters are going to be fully voice acted. Player character lines in dialogue are not spoken. Great. Great. Okay. Um. Another kind of, now we kind of get into the mechanical stuff and what we saw. So um, a, a kind of trademark from, from like Fallout New Vegas, for instance, that Obsidian did so well is a lot of times you would walk into like a dilapidated building and there wouldn't be an NPC in sight, but there would be a skeleton with his arm at a weird angle and then maybe another skeleton at the wall. And then if the player spent enough time in there through the environment, they could get the story of what happened. There were items everywhere. There were these two corpses, maybe an epic shootout, maybe some notes left behind. One of the things I noticed in the gameplay demos, it didn't seem like there were a lot of items all over the place. It looked, there was like some, some chests, there was some, you know, lo specific locations. How are you guys treating the item laundry in Avowed? Are we going to be seeing stuff all over the place and items, little caches behind corners, or is it more of a centralized in chests on enemies on bosses kind of thing? There's there's plenty of loot to be found. Um, we didn't show that in the footage that we showed for Dev Direct, um, but you might see a bit more of that in a, in a long player. You, something like that in the in the future potentially but yeah there's there's plenty of stuff to find um plenty of loot both as you're exploring as you're fighting and, and everything else okay so like you come into a camp you kill the enemies and loot them you can like go in the tents and there might be random stuff on the ground and stuff around the fireplace and things like that yeah yeah i mean you know whatever makes sense for for the setting um you know we never want players to feel like they uh, 
as, a, as someone who can be a very OCD RPG player, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to get everything. So, but yeah, like you've got, you've got items, you've got oh, drops do. on enemies, you've got, <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Um, Great. So and yeah, I mean, stuff in the world. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So um, tell us about this skill system. So as a POE, this, and see, this is where this game starts to get really interesting because first person immersive Sims, kind of like avowed all out that kind of stuff. They kind of, especially games like this that are based on CRPGs, they generally go from very complex, deep, customized systems that they then have to streamline and kind of, I don't want to use the word simplify, but kind of change to make more intuitive or more action-oriented games like this. How did you guys approach that with Avowed? Are we going to see kind of like a more parallel system where you're kind of like choosing how you want to do, or are we going to be diving deep into like big skill lines kind of more vertically? So you'll have multiple skill trees and we'll, in a future update, we'll get into the details of like what all those skills are and, um, you know, kind of what those trees look like, but it's essentially a classless system. So as the player is progressing, they can mix and match, pick from between those skill trees as they'd like. Um, you know, that allows them if they choose to spec into something that's a pretty recognizable fantasy archetype. Like if you want to play, you know, a long distance ranger and, you know, have, uh, you know, kind of some, some high damage abilities, you know, use mostly things like either, you know, a bow and arrow or an arquebus, things that keep you at a distance, you can absolutely do that. But you're not going to be locked into a specific set of skills or, you know, a specific set of weapons, um, you know, from creating your character. There's flexibility to respec. So what we're really trying to do is give players a lot of options to customize the character that they want to play, to experiment with different options as they move through the game. So again, you can build some pretty recognizable archetypes or, um, you know, build some pretty fun ones. Like I, I think Gabe mentioned the uh, gunslinging mage uh, in the in the video you're showing. Awesome. And a little quick side follow-up. Do you skill spec your companions? So companions do also have skills and uh, their, their trees aren't quite as big as the players. Um, they they do fall within whatever the particular combat archetype of that companion is, but within those trees, you can choose where to put those points, you know, so your version of, of uh, Kai, for instance, might be a little bit different from someone else's. Very cool. Cool. Uh, so funny enough, <laughs> this next question, you kind of addressed here a little bit. I'm just going to read it off the page so we can all kind of enjoy <laughs> this together. Um, uh, so let's see. Uh, what was the perspective taken in the weight of the combat? How did your team approach the balance of combat feeling light versus heavy immersive? <laughs> so seeing you guys are still working on that from the sounds of it. You're trying to make the combat feel like very weighty and, and, and immersive. But what, what direction are you guys going with it? And what's been kind of the internal debate with that? So part of it is about providing variety and distinction based on the kind of weapon you're using. Like, you don't see any two-handers in this demo, but like if you're using a big two-handed, you know, sword or hammer or something, it's absolutely going to feel a lot heavier than what you're seeing in this video. The swings are going to be slower, but more impactful. Um, it's going to take more stamina to use. Um, you know, it's going to feel very different. What you've got here is a one-handed sword, which is, you know, kind of a pretty classic middle-of-the-road option, pretty balanced. Um, and then the wands, which we also see a lot of in this demo, are probably, along with daggers, our lightest, fastest, snappiest weapons. So those by design have kind of a very quick, fluid, you know, snappy sort of feel to them. But again, it, it's all about giving the player options that suit both, 
you know, whatever play style they prefer, you know, mechanically, tactically, but also just whatever lets them build their fantasy of their, their character in this world. Cool. Um, also had a, had an interesting question because I was talking to a, a, a member of my community and they actually, when I, when I mentioned that I was going to ask about this, they wanted to know about the reverse because for them, it was an accessibility thing. They were wondering, is there going to be any weight on the player getting hit? Like if a player gets hit by a big weapon, is it going to move his camera and shake him around or are all hits? Is there going to be any reaction to the player on getting hit with different levels of strength or is it all just going to be straight kind of, you know? Yeah, it, it does. It does depend on the, the type of attack and the, the weight of that attack. Um, we've got some, you know, heavier enemy attacks, like you kind of see the, you know, the red circle on that Zarp chieftain there when, you know, he's winding up for a really big unblockable. We've got some heavier ones that can knock the player down, push them back a little bit. Um, but, you know, obviously, lighter, lighter hits as well. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, some other just rapid fire one. Uh, is there a new game plus on release or planned? And, uh, and this kind of leads into a follow-up. Like, are you guys planning on there being an extensive end game or an ending? So we're not discussing, uh, endings or new game plus just yet. Cool. Perfect. Um, now this was an interesting thing for me as an old school POE player, because I vividly remember like looking through all the races and stuff, but we, we heard recently that we can be a human or an elf, I believe, uh, that was on there. So one of the questions I have is how meaningful is the character's race class selection at the start of the game? Is it like more cosmetic so the player doesn't have to, you know, have any concern over it? Or is there going to be like a lot of changes and differences between their character race selection? Sure. So there, we'll get into more of the details about our character creation system a little bit later. Um, But there are some decisions you can make about your character at the very beginning that are going to have um, some mechanical impacts as well as uh, some role play impacts. Um, One thing you might have noticed in this video is when the player's uh, talking to Naoki near the end of the quest, there's an option with a a particular icon next to it. And that's um, background locked. So that means because the player picked a particular background on character creation. We're assuming that they have certain aptitudes, experiences, et cetera, that let them, you know, speak to what they're saying right then. So, you know, again, players of our players of Pillars of Eternity will will recognize that there were various vectors you could choose at character creation that would sometimes open these opportunities up. Um, but yeah, so, so some of them are going to be some of them are going to be about, you know, Again, creating the character who kind of looks and feels the way you want them to. And then some of them will, um, you know, open certain doors for role playing for you. Cool. Um, and a quick actually follow up, because you mentioned something that's, that's not on my questions here, but I'm very interested in. Are there any skills that are non-combat and does any skill play into dialogue stuff in, in the game, like a persuasion skill or anything like that? So skills as you're thinking of them on the, uh, like on the, on the skill trees um, are about combat, gameplay, that sort of thing. Um, They're not, those in particular are not going to be tied to, um, to dialogue options. I think like personally as an RPG player, one thing that I always find a little bit frustrating sometimes when I'm building or specking up a character. And again, this is purely a personal reaction is feeling like I have to choose between a character who is, you know, effective and fun in gameplay or effective and has more role play options in dialogue. And there are obviously a lot of ways to tackle that. Um, but for us, that means, yeah, those those skill trees as you're as you're leveling up and progressing are really about how you want to play the 
the game and what sorts of abilities you know you want in the battlefield. Cool. I'm a fan okay. of that. <laughs> I think I'm like my. I, I mean, it, it makes it makes it a lot more focused for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so just to be clear, is is there is there any out of combat skill or customization, or is it pretty much all customization stuff is is around combat? And if it's too early to answer that, that's fine. <laughs> I think the answer to that is a little more complicated than I can get into okay. just yet. Perfect. No problem. Um, another, you probably can't answer this, but gonna ask it anyway. Uh, how long is a main quest playthrough compared to a hundred percent? And you can use things like 50% to 100%. Like, or if, if, if I'm going to do a full, I'm going to do everything I s- possibly can in a single run, is this going to be like 10% longer than a straight beginning to end playthrough or like 50% longer? So the best thing I could point you to is, some, is the outer worlds. Um, in terms of the overall scope of the game, uh, you know, kind of the, the playtime, the play space, and, you know, also that approach to, yep, you can focus on the main, you know, the, crit- the critical path, but you can also, you know, broaden and, and fully explore your side quests, little adventure zones, all that good stuff. I think that's a pretty good model for what to expect in terms of scope. Perfect. Uh, is there a crafting system? And if so, will it be optional or mandatory? So there's definitely, what I can say right now is uh, we do have a weapon upgrade system. And while it is technically not mandatory, um, players will definitely be at uh, an advantage for using it. So yeah, it, it's it's in there. Um, highly recommend it. It'll make you a lot more effective. <laughs> I like that. You technically don't have to use a weapon in Elden Ring, <laughs> but we do provide them if you'd like to. Yeah, you can okay. solo her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could go punch down, Millennia. Um, so uh, another rapid fire one. Any plans for any type of player housing base or base building? No base building. Um, sort of the base that follows you around through the game is your party camp that you share with your companions, but it's not going to be a base that you're building up over the course of the game. No, up, okay, cool. Um, so what types of difficulty levels can we expect from this game at the beginning? And will there be any that are unlocked? By doing so like players... Playthroughs? Sure. So players can expect, again, if they're, if they're familiar with a lot of our previous games, you know, we often have something that's, you know, a handful of difficulties on a range from story time mode, which is, you know, very easy to, um, uh, you know, Path of the Damned, where it's extremely punishing. Um, you can expect a similar range of difficulty options there, here. Awesome. Cool. Uh, another quick thing. So we saw in a lot of the gameplay preview that the, the mage, there seemed to be like some dual-wield wand action and things like that. Um, I remember vividly during that, somebody in my chat being like, oh man, I want to play a mage, but I hate wands. And just mm-hmm. asking for that him. That was Can you be... Yeah, he's being... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, can you... We noticed that there were also, especially in some of the previews, some like incredibly flashy, big looking spells that use like grimoires or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Can you play a mage and not use a wand? You don't have to use a wand. Again, it's it's a classless system, so there's nothing that's ever going to lock you into using a particular weapon or a particular set of abilities or lock you out of using certain weapons. So if you're saying, I want to build a mage-style character, I want to, you know, find the most powerful spells, and I want to either, you know, you could be a battle mage, cast spells and wield, like, you know, wield a, a melee weapon. You could be the gunslinging mage Gabe talks about. Um, you know, you can use a grimoire. You have a lot of options there, but you don't have to use ones if you don't like them. And quick follow-up to that, because I'm, I'm super interested in this kind of like whole thing, because one, one big thing that, that systems like this tend to run into is you can be whatever you want, but then your character will have like a list of base stats that only makes him like really good at like one or two things. 
do you guys have like a, an independent stat system with your skill system or is it basically just built around the skill system itself? For instance, so I, could I, I, can I potentially have a, a stat rollout if it's available? It makes me really bad at being a spellcaster, no matter how much I skill into it. Right. Um, I, I can't speak to the, the specifics of that system just yet, but what I will say is, you know, our goal when we're building these systems up, and I, I think this has been consistent for us on, on Pillars and Outer Worlds as well, is we really don't want to, you know, create systems that players, where, where players are going to, like, uh, spec themselves into a corner if they don't like pull out a spreadsheet and figure out all the the gotchas and pitfalls like you know there's there's no there's no secret formula players have to figure out we really just want to give them a rich set of options so they can create a character who's really fun to play cool awesome how are the boss fights going to be in this game is it going to be like an enemy with more hit points that's slightly bigger than the others <laughs> or are we doing are we doing like set people so i i'm, I'm sorry to say this i can't talk and about if you could please the, list all the boss yet. fights and their <laughs> by name alphabetical order yeah no i like i what you so the the one thing i can say is you know what you're seeing in the in the demo kind of the way we're we're approaching our combats broadly is we're trying to create a strong range of different unit types with you know different behaviors to you know keep our encounters fresh and also give players good reasons to switch up their strategies you know maybe try the the alternate loadout that they have equipped um or you know explore the skill tree instead of finding one thing that works and using it every time so yeah it's it's about not finding not finding anything that's gonna that's gonna trick the player or you know again punish them if they haven't specced into the one thing that they're actually gonna need to you know beat this encounter or beat this character but just having a good variety of enemies and behaviors where players with different loadouts can approach them in slightly different ways but you know constantly feel challenged to try something a little bit different. Cool, perfect. Um, <clears throat> this is one of those questions that you can again. Stop at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got a few of these, you can tell. Um, I was expect for the record, I made this list of questions expecting many to be unanswered, so don't think I'm completely crazy here. Yeah. Um, are there, does this game feature any direct connection, non-spoilers of course, to previous POE titles? Um, and what I mean by that is, people ask streamers all the time when a game like this comes out, if I want to fully enjoy this game, do you recommend playing the previous game? <sighs> Is it, would I, you say that PoE 1 and 2 are required reading? They're not required reading. Um, if you if you <clears throat> enjoy Pillars and Deadfire, you like that style of gameplay, absolutely pick them up. Many of us on the Avowed team worked on those games personally, so we still have a lot of affection for them. Um, but also, if that's not your style of game, or if you've got a, a long backlog and you're just not going to get to them in time, that's fine. You don't have to know anything about Pillars 1 or 2 to enjoy Avowed. That's, that's the takeaway we need cool. right there. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, 18, another, another big one. Are there any mini games in Avowed? There are no mini games. Okay. Good to know. Um, how does time pass in Avowed? Is there a day night system, a, a wait system? Um, and as a follow-up, is there any disadvantages or advantages in playing at night versus day? Uh, any abilities that rely on the difference? We do have a day-night system. It's it's not going to affect gameplay. It's really about giving the world kind of a sense of, you know, life, passage of time. And there's some environments that look, you know, especially beautiful, you know, at night when a lot of the colors pop, like some of the... Um, 
uh, kind of the bioluminescent fungus that you might have seen. So it, it, it lends a lot of life to the world, but it's not tied to gameplay. Okay, awesome. Uh, and finally, my list of questions here. I'm being great for time. Um, what type of movement is going to be available for the player? Is all of Avowed going to take place on foot? Uh, are there any specific skill lines that are going to give like the player actual movement speed and travel buffs? Or, or what, how are you guys approaching the, the movement quandary? So you're not going to have any mounts, um, if that's part of what you're asking about. You're going to be moving around on foot. Um, you know, as you can see, even in the the, the demo for DevDirect, um, there's a, uh, you know, there's some abilities that do affect your movement, like, you know, charge is a really great gap closer that'll, that'll move you across a, a moderate distance pretty quickly. Um, so players can expect to see a few things like that. Just out of curiosity, are there, are there any skills that are like persistent movement plus like forever? Like, is it going to be the kind of thing where I have like one of my loadouts is for combat and the other is for like running around fast? <laughs> Um, there might be some, some pieces of gear that could help you out with that. Ooh. Oh, okay. And some real quick, uh, quick additional question here about this loadout system. Cause I'm really interested about this. Can you instantly switch loadouts whenever you want? Uh, yes. Yeah. Whatever. So you'll, you know, you'll have a cup, you'll have your, um, your, your loadouts kind of already, you know, equipped on your character through, through inventory, but yeah, anything you already have, you can swap between very quickly. And this is weapons, equipment, and skills. It is, uh, it is weapons. Yeah. Like you're, you're on hand and you're off hand. And then, but then the, the weapons, like when, if I was using a pistol and a wand, could yes. my other skill be a two hand sword? Yeah, it could. Mm -hmm. And I can switch those during combat. I mean, like, you might have I, to wait until you're not like swing, but you're not locked into something just because you're in an active encounter. So like, if oh, that's, if that was fighting, my question. Yeah. Yeah. If you're fighting a group of enemies and you start off and you say, I want to take my bow and arrow and try to, you know, like maybe take down these two guys from a distance. And then the rest of the encounter aggros and they're rushing at you and you say, okay, now I want to switch to my melee weapon. You can switch to that set with the press of a button and be ready to attack however you want. And so I, I could, I could literally run in with guns blazing, <laughs> like run towards someone like blat, 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 blat. And then right when I get in their face, instantly switch to a two-hand weapon and start cutting them up with a two-hand weapon. Again, you just got to wait for the animation for your character to pull it out. But yes, it is very quick. <laughs> it's the press of a button. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. That's, 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 uh, that's, that's going to open up a, a lot of things. What, I, uh, I, that's, that's wild. Carrie, for you, what, what do you find yourself leaning mm -hmm. towards in terms of the weapons that you're finding uh, more interesting than not to play for your, your own playthroughs? Um, so more recently, I've definitely become a fan of uh, wands, like a, a wand and a grimoire is great because you've got like, again, the really quick snappy damage and then, you know, a, a set of really powerful spells on hand. Um, I've also been a big fan of two handed pistols. Um, they've got a really nice punchy feel and you feel like Yosemite Sam just kind of running around <laughs> like and if you time it right, you take one shot and while you're reloading this one, you can take another shot with the other one. And again, if you get the timing down, you can make sure that you've you know basically always got a got a shot ready to go sure so yeah. that's a lot of fun awesome uh well what is what is next for the team just pushing towards 1.0 towards gold is that kind of the, the the big goal now at the moment that's what we're doing yeah mm -hmm. uh i'm trying to remember when when does it fully have you guys said anything any years i i don't i don't think months are out there but what what is launch uh, if you said anything we're, we're launching later this year. Okay. All right. That's the, the tagline. 
I, I don't want to get you in trouble with PR or anything. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we were pretty safe there. You, I think that was already oh, yeah, out yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's already out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Co, any other questions? We actually made really good time uh, for this. No, so. I just want to say uh, thank you so much, Carrie. It has been awesome. I think many of us are, are just we're so excited for this. And uh, can't wait to see what you guys cooked up. It'll be, well, thank be you for so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's always awesome to have uh, devs on and, and especially devs that are super enthusiastic about what they're building and, and you definitely fit into that category. So we do shout outs here at the end. We kind of uh, prompted you with this earlier, but anything you want to say uh, to, to wrap up the interview in terms of what's coming next or people that uh, want to check out some other interviews that you've done or anything like that? Just keeping out for Avowed. We're excited to launch later this year, and I'm very excited to see what kinds of characters our players are going to build. Um, you can keep up with more news on the game on Twitter at Avowed the Game. And yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled for more news. Awesome stuff. Now you get to listen to us. I'll, I'll let Co do his shout outs. I won't do any. Co, <laughs> do some shout outs here for us. What do you got coming up? All right. Where, are you, Just- where are you streaming? What are you doing? Super quick. Uh, first of all, just a huge thanks again to uh, to Carrie. That was a lot of fun. Great answers and just extremely excited for this game. Thank you to JP and Zeke as always. My name is Ko. Hi. You can find me every day at 8 a.m. except Sundays where I take the morning off. Um, I am going to be playing a lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth this week. Probably some more Baldur's Gate 3 on our honor. We'll call it honor run. And uh, probably some new games and demos and stuff as we enter Steam Next Fest. So Hope to uh, see you guys then. As always, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks again to Carrie, and we'll see you next week, if not earlier. Fantastic. I, I am going to call you out, Carrie. Are you enjoying Yakuza? You said you're playing it. Where? <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. I'm here to Oh, you. my gosh. He's such a perfect. Oh. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Yes. yes. Uh, oh, man. Um, Ichiban is such a perfect himbo. I, I love following him <laughs> around. And, yeah, this is it. this is a very good game. Okay, fantastic. I just spent 12 hours in the mini Animal Crossing Island game. It's so good. Yeah, have you done any of the, <laughs> the mini game stuff yet? I've gotten a little bit into it. So the challenge for me is always I get into that stuff, and my husband and I play a lot of these games like together on the couch, just swapping controller. And um, I know he's he's not as into that stuff as I am. So that's my, okay, it's Saturday morning. I'm up early. Let's go build our island. Okay, now we're hanging out. Now we're going to do the main story. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. So Carrie, for about two, maybe an Animal Crossing mini game? Maybe? Hey. There you go. That there sounds like, like a it. confirmation if I've ever heard yep, one. Yep. That was, that was, that, there we go. That's a headline. Oh, official. It's official. It. It's official. Headline. It's official. It's official. That's going to do it for Drop Frames. Carrie, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really do appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, Co. and I guess this guy across from me, Zeke, thanks for being here as well. That'll do it for Drop Frames. We will be back next Sunday with another episode, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're out of here. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>